All right, you ready to do this shit? Yeah. Fuck yeah, motherfuckers. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Inner Circle, Inner Circle, Inner Circle. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Uh. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party. What's good, motherfuckers? Recorded live at the Federal Cigar Bar in Dover, New Hampshire. This is Shit Happens When You Party Naked. I am the host of this bitch. My name is Jason Allamy. Remember that shit. It's important. I'm important. I'm a big fucking deal. Remember my goddamn name. Jason Allamy. I'm the host of this bitch. And I got a special motherfucking episode for y'all today. I am joined by the one, the only, Donald motherfucking Gates. What's up? What's up, Jason? How you doing, big dog? Finally doing this, man. Finally doing this. This has been... It's like 10 months in the making. Yeah, it's been a really long fucking time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was telling my wife, we've been talking online about doing this for... So, uh, since at least last April, I think. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time. I uh-huh. think um, I caught the first episode of your podcast. I, li- I know I listened to the very first episode of your podcast. I don't remember if I caught it when it was brand new or if I Definitely went back. Because I, I did like... I did 10 episodes before I told anyone I was doing a podcast at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So before you popularized it on Facebook, because I think that's where yeah. I found you. Yes. Okay. We, uh, yeah. We were, in a, we were in a group together or something, and I <laughs> asked if uh, yeah. anyone was from New Hampshire. And, and I was like, hell yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. And it turned out that you were really close to me. This dude, yeah. We were really close, and I said, well, we were going to have to meet up for some gay sex now in an alleyway in Dover. That was mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. So I should say, before we go any further, Donnie Gates, as he is known on the internet, on his podcast, and in uh, the gay circle of New Hampshire. He's known as Donnie Gates. Big Donnie, Big Don the Bear, uh, <laughs> all of these things he'll, he'll go by. He is the uh, host and creator of Adulting with Donnie podcast. And uh, so he's another New Hampshire podcaster. We met on the internet. Guess what? I meet all my friends on the internet now. That's how it goes. That's how, that's how society that's how is goes. today. Yeah, I mean, people meet wives on the internet that they marry and have sex with. That's how me and, and my girl met. We did everything but the marriage part. Right. And I mean, even that is still an option. So we went and got some dinner tonight, and then now we're here at Federal Cigar smoking a cigar together. You're goddamn right. We had dinner. I'm a wine you. Now I'm, <laughs> I, well, first I dined you. Uh-huh. Right now I'm whining you, and then mm-hmm. we're going to 69 after this. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I enjoy this cigar. I mean, typically, as you know, I t- generally tend to record with my wife as co-host. And right. I love my wife. She's really a wonderful partner and my best friend, but she's not big into the cigars. No. So yeah, yeah. I feel like you do need somebody that you can smoke a cigar with sometimes. Sometimes. And um, it's I definitely for me, it's like an indulgence, like just like once, mm. once in a while yeah. here and there. I'm not. I'm not an everyday. I don't. In fact, I don't know how someone is an everyday cigar guy. I don't either. 
I don't get that at all. I know there's like those freaks out there, but uh huh. Yeah, there's definitely those freaks out there. I couldn't do this. Honestly, this They're is going to make They're also serial killers. Those people are also <laughs> serial killers. Yeah. Who did, I, who did I say was serial killers? Are People who drink stouts during the summer. Anyone who drinks a, sto- a stout in the summer. Yeah. So hot take number one for this episode. If you drink stout during the summer, you're not welcome around my child. <laughs> you're not welcome in my home. I don't want to fucking see you. If you drink stouts during the summertime, who the fuck are you? Yeah. What kind of psycho are you? What kind of fucking psycho wearing, face, wearing somebody's face dead fucking ladies in your backyard motherfucker are you i can't mm-hmm. i can't be associating with your fucking psycho uh-huh. drinking a stout in the fucking summertime it's crazy summer. in the summer <laughs> so um that's that's pretty crazy but um you're a lot less crazy than that i'm i'm very glad to a little bit yeah yeah i had a good feeling about you i think maybe the first episode of yours that i listened to it wasn't your first episode maybe it was maybe i started at the beginning and Is maybe i kind of hopped Tar- around tarantino it yeah, I kind of hopped around. Yeah, I don't feel... You know, I was telling you earlier that I don't really like following the rules. No. I don't like rules. Yeah, no, rules are no good. I feel like rules are, are meant, meant to be, to be broken. broken. <laughs> All right, uh, now we're going to make out. Yeah, we said that at the same time. Um, everybody, we're going to push pause in this podcast, uh-huh. and um, I am going to finger Donnie's butthole for Definitely. saying that ass. Finger it with uh, your so tongue. We'll be back in about 15 minutes. And we're back. Um, <laughs> I'm done fingering Donnie's butthole. Uh, but... Yeah, I feel like rules are meant to be broken. Don't tell me what to do. Right. That's really what it is. It's uh-huh. don't tell me what to do. Yeah. It's not that rules exist. They're like, they're meant to be helpful. They're meant to guide us. They're meant to keep us out of trouble. But guess what? Don't fucking tell me what to do. I am a contrarian by nature. I don't like having like impositions, rules like put on me. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. You know what? I don't care if this is the first episode. I'm going to listen to that one last. <laughs> I do what I want. Honestly, actually, no one's ever heard the f- first episode. My very first episode, I deleted. Did like, you? I yeah. heard. I think I heard it before you deleted like it. Six though. weeks later, I deleted it because okay, I was like, I'm pretty I was sure like, that I heard was so that. bad. You I think I said Katie something about episode, wanting right? to meet Hitler. I was oh, like, that's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you should keep the hot takes on there. I mean, honestly, it's like I enjoy making a podcast. I want everyone to listen to my podcast. I want... Obviously, I want white people to listen to my podcast, but I want black people. I want Chinese people. What about Japanese people? Um, I mean, I heard last week's episode. As long as they're not easily offended. (laughs) I would love for Matsumoto to listen to my episodes Uh as long as they're not easily offended. But I I do feel like you're always- Anyone easily offended shouldn't be listening to your podcast. Should not, no. Mine either. You shouldn't because I'm going to keep it real. I keep it real. And um, I appreciate that you keep it real as well. Mm There's actually a lot of local podcasters. I mean, there's a whole New Hampshire podcast scene. Right. Podcast NH crew. Right. And, um, you know, they have, I've met a lot of cool podcasters that live in the vicinity. Guys like Meter, Pepin. Have you met those guys yet? I honestly, like you and Jess Rainville are the only local podcasters I've met. Yeah. Jess is pretty cool. I met her at the meetup um, right. last October. Fuck. Was November. It, something was like that. that? Far? Yeah. It must've been like November. It was pre-Thanksgiving, but anyway, yeah. I was I was happy to meet up with her and some of the other uh, some of the other folks. But honestly, like the Plunge, the Plunge is another big New Hampshire podcast. Yeah. They're like part of our crew. Um, they're my they're my boys. Um, I describe their podcast as like um, the retarded kids from the short bus. <laughs> if they kind of grew up a little bit, and then you like turned a microphone on around them, is kind of what their podcast is all about but people uh-huh. like that people love that i mean the uh-huh. plunge is is a popular show and people enjoy the uh retardation so i haven't listened to that one i'll have to listen to that one yeah check the plunge out they're they're good people riles trudy is the host along with his um husband the hunt or the stunt 
he's turned it into the stunt in 2020, and that's cool. We like that. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, not everybody you meet in pod. I mean, there's a ton of fucking podcasters, right? You can't. There's only like 700,000. There's more podcasters than there are Dunkin' Donuts up here. That's that might be true. It's I'm fucking sure. ridiculous. I don't know if it's it's close to true. Last time my my parents came to visit, uh-huh. they they drove in from the airport on the bus that came to meet Evelyn, my my daughter, and um, my dad was like. We passed a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from another Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Literally, they <laughs> yeah. were across the street. I said, yeah, Dad, that's just... Route 1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in but, Massachusetts. But then that way, nobody dies crossing the street on foot. That's and right. it's easier to turn right into a Dunkin' Donuts. And it's just such a high-traffic area that uh-huh. they can sustain a Dunkin' Donuts across <laughs> the street from another, another Dunkin', Dunkin, Dunkin Donuts. Donuts. And it's yeah. fucking crazy. And it's like that with podcasters. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a fucking no. podcast. I read a meme not too long ago. Probably, I don't know, seven or eight months ago, I saw a meme that said uh, every time I run into someone I went to high school with I just say hey how you doing I love your podcast and I haven't I haven't been wrong yet <laughs> <laughs> dude it's it's the truth it is the truth uh-huh. um, and honestly I'm kind of glad I didn't know that before I started because yeah. then I, I might have just said like eh, everybody's doing it fuck it I don't I don't need to get it on that but I think I knew how many there were but I mean there's just so many fucking indie podcasts that it's yeah. like yeah trying to break that indie ground is uh that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, what do you want to do, though? I mean, like... Honestly, I just want to... I just want to unload my thoughts. <laughs> I just need some place to, to you Precisely. know... Precisely. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, so I'm a mailman. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm walking around all you day. You drop loads every day. Every day. Every, every day. day in, 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 in all mm. sorts of residences. Um, and I'm just walking around, like, alone with my thoughts. So I'm thinking to myself, like... That was how my whole show started was I was like, yeah. well, these things that I'm thinking, could I just, could I put them out yeah. and see if other people are thinking them too? Should I record the weird yeah. conversations that I have the with weird myself? Convers- like, I hate to Dude. put it as I'm talking to myself, but Because that I've makes you it, sound like a crazy person. When I've said it. Yeah. It makes you sound like, wow, okay, he's going to fucking murder me if I, I let him. I said it to my girl. I was like, well, I have these conversations with myself. And she's like, what do you mean you have these conversations with yourself? And I'm yeah. like, you know, you're just like. She starts scooching away from you in the bed. She's like. <laughs> I'm walking around. <laughs> yeah. I, I've caught myself before, though, and I'll be shaking my own head. Like, I'll have something that I, that I know that I'm like, yeah, gun control is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked it. You know, I, I get you on the stigma of talking to myself. Like, I talk to myself the whole, every car ride home. Right. I was recording a Patreon-only podcast. Uh-huh. Um, for a group Patreon that I was a part of last year, and I would record myself on my commute just because, like, I will talk to myself on my... I'll either listen to a podcast or I'll talk to myself, but half the time, I'll listen to a podcast like yours. Right. Fucking A, your most recent episode I was listening to, and there was something... It was the... When you mentioned the Wolf of Wall Street, you're like, who's that guy? And I was like, Jordan oh, yes. Belfort, Jordan Belfort. I was <laughs> yes. like yelling at my, like, as if you could hear me. Yeah. I was like, it's fucking Jordan Belfort. Like, I don't I, remember if I said it or not, but I was like, someone like, is saying, yeah. I don't remember if I said this, I, I, but I, was, I meant to say, like, someone is fucking screaming at their, at their car right now. Guilty. <laughs> I was like, Jordan fucking Belfort. Like, I, I've I, seen that movie so many yeah. times, I can't believe I didn't remember it. I follow Jordan on, on Facebook, and yeah. it's, it's an interesting, Honestly, he's an interesting character. To to give props to my wife, that uh-huh. is that is one of her top three favorite films, Wolf of Wall Street. We watched. I that. love that movie. It's such a good movie. I actually don't. It's so think, long, but it is so good. It's you know what? It's a long movie, but I love every minute of it. It's yeah. not like a slog. Like oh, we got to get through right. this. I love it. 
I lo- it makes I me want to be a it. fucking stockbroker. It makes me want to do fucking quaaludes. It, it makes me want to do coke. Yeah. It, wants me, it makes me want to drink orange juice. I want to find <laughs> some like antique quaaludes from the 70s. Like, give me the loot. <laughs> I, I, that movie makes me love Leonardo DiCaprio. Too. Absolutely. Like, I remember when Titanic came out. You mm-hmm. remember how you felt about Leo when Titanic came mm-hmm. out? He's like some 17 Not year great. old. Yeah, like every girl at my high school is like fingering a pussy, like, Leo. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the fuck out my of here, you know? Will but, go on. Yeah. And but now I'm like, no, I get it. I'm fingering my pussy for Leo. Every uh-huh. time I watch Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, dude, he's so good. Wolf of Wall Street and fuck. The Departed. Yeah, I like The Departed, but honestly, like of all of Martin Scorsese's films to give him an Academy Award for, uh-huh. like why get the Departed was good. Well, that's how I feel about giving uh Leo an award. They give him an award for that movie where he barely talked. The Revenant? Like, yes, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but not he deserved for, it for he deserved it for the Departed, and he probably mm. deserved it for the Wolf of Wall Street. I honestly, the Departed. Do, were you aware that the, the Departed is a remake of a Hong Kong film? I did not know that. It's called Infernal Affairs. I've got it on DVD. I'll just lend you the the Hong Kong film. Uh-huh. It is. Uh, it's not a shot for shot remake, but it is very faithful to the original. Well, it's supposed so, to be based on Whitey Bulger or something, right? Um, yeah, not really. It's basically a remake of a Hong Kong film. Like, every beat, like Leo getting shot in the head in the elevator, uh-huh. that, I mean, every beat he takes from the from the Hong Kong film. So I actually thought it was kind of a disappointment to give Martin Scorsese the best picture for that film when, obviously, he deserved it for Goodfellas. Instead, Kevin yeah. Costner won it that year for Dances with Wolves. Right. As good as Dances with Wolves was, Goodfellas is in my top three. And actually, yeah. it's in my wife's top three as well. But but he also deserved it for Wolf of Wall Street. I thought Wolf of Wall Street was hands down. I don't oh, remember I any other amazing. movie that came out that year. I don't remember what else was up for the no, award. No. I just know Wolf of Wall Street should have won it. Um, the Departed, I've always had a... Uh, I wonder if you or anyone else... I, I came out... So in like 2011 or something. No, it must have been... So that movie came out in like 2005 or six. Yeah. I think it was 2009 I said this, started saying this to people. And every time I said it, they'd like stop whatever they were doing and their minds would explode so I've always had this feeling that Mark Wahlberg in that movie yeah he was working for Frank he was working for um, for the gang. Costello yes, for Jack, Costello. Jack Nicholson's yes, character yes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because so Matt Damon I don't remember the fucking character names yeah I don't either Matt Damon uh, you know he, he, he he's good he's in he's in cuffs and then that other guy says what you you didn't think that you were the only one working for Frank and then, and yeah, then, and yeah. then he, sh- and then Matt Damon shoots that guy. And then, Mar- uh, was it Mark Wahlberg comes in all like, like, assassin style. Yeah, he's got the foodies. Yeah, he's got the st- the the suppressor on his he's pistol. Got, doesn't he have like a hairnet so he, he doesn't drop any he's hair got fibers? A, he's got, yeah, he's got a hat yeah. on. He's got he's in like the running suit, yep. and he leaves all the evidence behind. And yep. then he bails. I think that he was also working for Frank, and he was just tying up a loose end. He because the. The original thought on the end of that movie is that he's avenging. Yeah, that's Leo. what I assumed. Yeah, he's yeah, avenging yeah. Leo, but I've always thought that he uh, he's yeah. not avenging Leo. He is tying up a loose end. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh huh. Yeah, because um, yeah, fuck yeah, I like that ending better. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since I've seen The Departed. I bought it on you know Amazon on, on digital not long ago. I mean, it's one of those movies that I can watch anytime. I'm a cinephile for sure. And dude, uh, <laughs> okay. Even though you are kind of a psychotic with the whole, 
I know you don't drink stouts during the winter, but um, <laughs> talking to yourself, definitely a bad sign. But I also talk to myself, so I've already admitted that. That's uh -huh. cool. Actually, you know what I like to do? Instead of talking to myself, I talk to my penis. Okay. Because I figure that's a little less weird. Actually, no, that's wrong. It's more weird, but... At least I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to my dick. I mean, right? I've done that before, when I, especially yeah. when I was a teen, and I was like, why aren't you getting bigger? Yeah. Stop huh. it. <laughs> why Stop. are you done already? You need to grow more. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> Time to make a baby, you little son of a bitch. But um, I actually have... I'll invite you over. You need to come over. You and Katie should come over sometime. Uh -huh. We'll do like a nice dinner or something like that and with the spouses or whatever. And you should see my wall of movies Yeah, because I don't buy digital. I don't. You buy DVDs. I, I have to have a physical. I'll redeem the digital. You know how they come with the little right. slip? Yep. 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 So then that way, when I'm out and about, I can yeah. just take my laptop and you have your whole digital library there too. But I like having the physical. I actually am such a fucking nerd. I buy the steel books. The 4K steelbooks. Okay. I'm not interested in the film unless it comes in 4K and it's in one of those limited edition steelbooks. I got all the Marvel wow. movies, every single MCU movie in the 4K steelbook. Them shits sell for like a hundred bucks online right now. Guess what, motherfuckers? I bought them new. So <laughs> I'm you that have, nerd. Are you like alphabetical order on the wall? Do, do you keep an order? You seem like a guy that keeps yeah. an order, like yeah. a psycho. When you have, yes. Well, also... <laughs> When I'm wearing the face of a woman that I just <laughs> murdered, freshly murdered, and I'm going through my DVD collection while while the, the face slowly cools, um, and my dick is in my hand, obviously I'm talking to my dick while uh -huh, I do this. Of course. Um, when you have 500 movies, you're not going to find the film you're no, looking for. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, if I didn't have that in the W's, right, W-O, yeah, yeah. if I didn't have that placed in the W's, I might never find, well, it might take me an hour to find the movie, that I want to watch. So alphabetization, I don't even think is that crazy as far as stuff that I do, but it is a uh, necessary evil for when you want to watch a specific movie. It's, I used to be like that with my CDs, which is an old statement. But when I yeah, had, you're old. when I had a CD book, you know, I had a, like a, I kept a CD book in my truck and it was like a, one of those 120, uh, what are they? Uh, ca not Casio, ca uh, case logic or something yeah, stupid case logic. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have the I'd have them alphabetized by I think it was by uh, artist name. Yeah, by artist. Yeah. Well, you got to do that because then you need like you need all of the but, chili peppers right, to be together. You yeah, need all of right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I appreciate that. But with those case logic ones, do you remember like? God, I remember being in high school and you'd be like leaving for the day, but you got to like flip through your book and try to find the CD that you want. Right. And then it's like if you only want to listen to like two songs, like. Nowadays, yeah, it's so that much was better. The beauty of, that, that was the beauty of iTunes, was that you could just buy one song at a time, yeah. and you could make a playlist. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have two feelings on that. One, I always bitch about like the young kids these days. They don't know. They didn't go through what we went through. No. They never had a book of 120 not. CDs. Yeah. But on the other hand, some of what they have is better, because you can create your own playlist. You can curate it. You can take the two David Bowie songs that you want, and uh -huh. you can put on the one um, you know, you can put Save by Zero on there by the fix. You can put, so you can assemble this whole playlist and then every single song is fire on your right. way home from right. wherever. Right. But like back then it was like, I want to hear two songs from this Beatles album. Then I got to pop it out and I got to put in this Cream album. But you can't do that shit while you're driving. You fucking kill somebody. So yeah. honestly, I, I, I feel like it built character because you have to go through that when you get a new CD and now it's like, I need to make a space for this new CD that's like in the L's. So I have to move everything back one in this 120 yes, book. Right. So that, I used to like leave, too. I used to leave gaps. Yeah, that, that that's purpose. smart. I never did that. I wasn't that smart. Yeah, that would be smart. Um, I was like a national honor student. So I worked at Circuit City, nerd. which is another old statement. 
Got it. I'm gonna. So many people are gonna be Google. Like everybody younger than thirty is gonna be Googling Circuit City what right is now. Circuit City. Well, I worked there, and uh, and there was a seat. You know, obviously we sold CD burners. Mm. So then I would just I would like I'd open up the CDs that I wanted. I'd go burn what I wanted onto a blank CD, and then I'd just resellophane the CD and put it back on the rack. Oh, you, the music industry <laughs> hates him. Jesus, that's some that's some shiesty shit. I mean, I got balls deep in a Napster, but that is some shiesty shit, my friend. That is some shiesty. I'm, I really hope that none of my friends who are famous recording artists are listening to this fucking episode. Holy cow. Uh-huh. So like I was saying a second ago, Obviously, my brain doesn't work right today. The caffeine, I feel like the caffeine is like a good performance enhancer for me for talking. Yeah. But it also... It, That's how I feel about cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> Do you have any of that? Yeah, sure. I don't think this bartender is going to mind at all. I honestly don't think she, she would. She just watched us walk in here with all this podcast equipment. She said, I don't know who you are, yeah. but you say that the owner said that it was cool if you record a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, set up wherever you want. Honestly, I was really hoping that it would be this easy because I could do this once a month. Yeah, I yeah. Could, my wife will hate me because she doesn't like me smoking funny cigars. You mentioned that actually. I actually said to Katie on on the drive. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this goes. But I mean, maybe we could start our own podcast, like a separate from the two. Now like my wife will really. Podcast. Honestly, she's gonna beat the shit out of me when I get home. <laughs> when she hears this, she's gonna listen to this in like a week. Uh-huh. She's gonna hear those words and she's gonna beat me. She might take a hit out on she's you. She's probably gonna hate me because she's like. <laughs> My husband does not need to fucking spend any more time podcasting. This guy. Look, well, that's what exactly what Katie said too. Because uh, I already host two podcasts, so yeah. Katie was like, "You're going to start a third podcast? Come on!" I I'm mentioned like, it's fine. I mentioned adulting with Donnie, but there's also the gun shop guys that you're a yes, part of. Gun shop guys. I want to mention gun shop guys. I actually want to hear more about your experience with gun shop guys. Sure. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm really. What do you to want me, to that's know? super. I don't know. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll just come up organically. <laughs> but um, oh, Katie hates that. I said that once, uh, Katie, because I asked so what, Katie's organically. Been on, Katie's been on my podcast a couple times. She's like, the, like my bananas. The very first time, she was like, "Well, I don't know. What are you going to talk about?" And I said, "I don't know. The whole thing kind of happens pretty organically." And she was like, "What the fuck? I hate that fucking word. It doesn't make any sense organically." I think it's because she associates it with uh, her grocery Produce. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> So organic is tomatoes, motherfucker. Yeah. Not conversation. But um, I guess saying that something's going to come up organically is sort of like maybe a smart way of saying I don't feel like preparing and I'm just going to yeah, fucking wing, I'm just gonna it. wing like, it. I'm good at talking. Yeah. I like, am too. Some of the better things that I've said, the funnier things that I've said, have been completely unplanned because they're more likely to be crazy. Right. You know, like the funnier stuff always just pops right out. Right. So. Um, but what I was going to say about like the podcast community is that just like with anybody you meet on the internet, it's like hit or miss, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to meet some people and they're into podcasts, but like you meet them and you're just like, you know, you're a cool person, but we don't have like a ton in common. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like just when we, we just started chatting, I got a feel for your sense of humor. Yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's got a dark fucked up sense of humor. You, he's not like me. He's easy. He's, he's not easily offended. Like some people, it's just like you know, it's it's too easy to rub them the wrong way, and you try to communicate, and you just don't feel like we're really getting each other. But like sometimes, shit clicks. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, mar- gay marriage is legal here in New Hampshire, it is, right? It is. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, that's all I needed to know. So you're getting a divorce. I'm gonna break up with. What Katie. about what about polygamy though? Like I can keep my wife. I mean, obviously, we can I need move to someone to. 
Yeah, because I need someone to breed with. Big obviously. Mormon community. I'm not there. done having children like yourself. Yeah, no, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. And I meant to ask you earlier, the, the problem with us meeting for lunch, I'm glad we met for lunch because uh-huh. that's like nice icebreaker kind uh-huh. of like, but then we wind up like having so much funny conversation. I'm like, I kind of wish we had that recorded. Yeah, I know. I, that was exactly what I thought too when you said yeah. about meeting for lunch. I was like, I know the whole time I'm going to be like, I wish that the mics were set up right now. Yeah. And it's never as funny when you're like, oh, yeah, what did I say earlier that was funny? Right. I need to repeat that. And then right. it's never quite as funny because it just has to be organic. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It has to come off organically. But um, my brain just fucking melted. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going how, with that. how long have you and, and Christina been together? So we have been together seven years. Seven we, years. We started dating in earnest at the beginning of 2013. Uh-huh. So that is like seven years because we're at the beginning of 2020 now. That's a pretty good run. How long are you going to keep her around? Um, Probably till I die, which um, honestly sounds like a long time, but it's not. I'm sitting here. I'm diabetic. I'm sitting here smoking a cigar. (laughs) Like, seriously, it's not going to be that long, guys. Probably not that long. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to croak with plenty of time for her to find a second husband. Okay. Yeah. What do you think second husband's going to be like? Honestly, he's not going to be nearly. It's not like we have. Somebody as attractive? No, he's going to be more attractive. (laughs) But we have that passion. Won't be as funny. He's not going to be as funny. Uh-huh. He, they're not going to have that passion, but he's going to be more handsome, and he's going to definitely have more money. Mm. So Definitely have more money, yeah. Like, probably a better penis, too. But <laughs> that, I, I don't know about. But for sure, they're not going to have that passion that we uh-huh. have. Uh-huh. But he's definitely going to, like, pay for all of her shit. Right. And She'll drive around crying about you, oh, but out of a Porsche. Yeah, she'll be driving a Jaguar. Like, oh, I miss that uh, it was a it was a Jamal. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Jason. I'm a white guy. Why would you think my name was Jamal? Like my ghost is gonna be sitting there in the fucking bathroom seat. Like seriously, seriously, you, you called me Jamal. You went with Jamal. Yeah. She's like, I know it was a J name. God. I'm like, what do you mean? No, I'm. That's not an acceptable apology. I wonder if there's a single white kid in America named Jamal. Dude, I have a very hot take about New England that I want to share with my audience right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> People who listen to this podcast have probably heard my observation that I'm from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I am very used to a, a very diverse population. Yeah. That's what I grew up in. Uh-huh. That's what feels I've watched normal Bubba Sparks videos. Yeah, Bubba Sparks. He's from <laughs> Athens, Georgia. That's where I went to school. Yes, I met is. Bubba Sparks when I was in Athens. No way. Yeah, he was like playing clubs back then. Wow. We're talking about like 2000, 2001. That was like a couple of years before he hit it big. Yeah, like, wasn't 2001 He, he, he kind of popped off in 01, yeah. 02. Yeah. yeah, so like I moved to Athens in 2000, and he was playing like little clubs down there, mm-hmm. like the clubs that I used to go get drunk at illegally with a fake ID. So I met Bubba Sparks back in the day, yeah, you know, yeah. and thinking like, all right, this is kind of cool. Like, a redneck Eminem or whatever. I don't know, but he's going to, he's going to do it. That's, that's a pretty, that's pretty good. But, um, I'm very used to like an extremely diverse. I say that as a caveat to my listeners to know, I love black people. I love Hispanic people. I love uh-huh. Mexicans, Puerto Ricans. I'm not a huge fan of, um, Eskimos, but look, I love everybody <laughs> not else. Enough of them, so they don't matter. Honestly. Yeah. How many Eskimos? We have listeners? them on video. We can do without them. I probably only have like three or four thousand Mexican, or excuse me, uh, Eskimo listeners right now. So no biggie. I'm not. That's uh, all of them. That's that's, all the. That's all of. That's all that exist. Um, But what I what I I say all that to preface what I'm about to say, which is everybody's white up here. It's just what it is in New Hampshire. And boy, go down to Boston. I mean, we we do have minorities in New England, but they're kind of confined to Boston. And I don't know if there's like a rule that doesn't let them leave, but. 
fact is, New Hampshire's white as fuck. It's very white. It's very white. And I'm not the kind of white person to say fuck white people because I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life right now is white people who say fuck white people. Like, seriously, give me a black dude saying fuck white people. High five. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. But when a white guy says fuck white people, I'm like, dude. I mean, just. Well, it's, it's cold up here, and, and everybody knows black people don't really like the cold. Yeah, and it's further away from Mexico, so of course there's, there's less Hispanic yeah. folk that are like moving all the way up. They want to stay where it's, you know, there's Mexican restaurants down there. They can make a lot of money. But they I do, can a, make ton money of, I do a ton of snowmobiling, and uh, I've yet to meet a, a minority that goes snowmobiling. Maybe they're just smarter and they no, find I, better things to do. Snowmobiling <laughs> sounds like some white shit right there. <laughs> snowmobiling is some white shit. It's cool. It's like doing your taxes. I mean, it's, it's some white shit right there. But um, it is, I don't even know why I was saying it's white as fuck up here. Why was I even saying that? <laughs> Holy shit. You were talking about how diverse uh, Georgia is. Yeah, but I, I said that to preface what I was about to say, which was how white it, how is, white up it here. is up here. But uh, it's just really white up here. So, um, any any black folk who hear this, any Mexican folk who hear this, come be my neighbor, please. Come live up here. We don't have any good barbecue. Come, come we don't up have here any good with, Mexican with black girls and and make babies up here. Yeah, something like that. So we can all be beige up here more, too. More pop, you know, populate the place with some more diversity up here. We need the diversity. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. It's just us white folk, and all we have to do is go snowshoeing and shit. That's some white ass shit too. Snowshoeing. That's definitely. That's that's some serious white people shit right I, there. My wife and I have snowshoes. Quilting too. Quilting. My mother in law quilts. She's white as fuck. My father's girlfriend is quilting. And and know what's weird that I've noticed is that all these all these people that are quilting, they all have a vanity license plate that says something about quilting. I don't know why you should be that proud about quilting. I don't know either. I don't get it. I don't under. They have these quilting clubs. Mm. I mean, there's probably more quilters in New England than there are podcasters. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're probably right about that. There's a lot of podcasters. There's a lot of damn podcasters. Uh Uh-huh. But I think maybe the first podcast of yours, it wasn't the very first one I heard, but it was the first one that I was like, yo, I need to talk to this motherfucker. Uh It was the episode where you described your experience in the military, getting blown up, uh-huh. being overseas, and it was—it just struck me as—and you even talked about your relationship with your daughters and stuff. Yeah. It struck me as like brutally honest. Yeah. Like I listened to it, and I—I I, I gained so much respect for you listening to that episode because I was—I—I I would never be that honest. That was uh, that on was a podcast somewhere around episode twenty, and it was yeah. called uh, "What Happened to Donnie." That is what it was called. Yeah, um, I remember that. And I explain in vivid detail everything I remember that yeah. day, and uh, everything that came after, and and how much it fucked me up, and yeah. how I just eventually had to come to accept who I am. Yeah, and that who this you is are just now is a trans woman. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. trans, trans Donnie, and and it's. And that's a part of me. My, my dick is not a part of me anymore. Well, I was going to say, I was going to paint a picture for the listeners. Of course, this podcast is an audio medium. But let me paint a picture for you guys who have never seen Donnie physically. If you've seen Born on the Fourth of July starring uh, Tom Cruise, it's an Oliver Stone film. And really, actually, quite a good film. It was back when Tom Cruise still tried to act and like play parts. Well, Tom Cruise was in a wheelchair. He got his shit blown up. So Donnie has 
metal legs like uh-huh. a pirate. Yeah. Um, apparently, his dick and balls were both lost in the explosion. It was awful. But I mean, now you lost. Someone on. found them. I mean, he's got them in a jar at home. They're encased in amber on his uh, on his mantelpiece. I saw a them. girl named Amber. It's really a quite uh, <laughs> quite an impressive penis for especially for after it got blown up. It must have been twice as big before it got blown up. But that was a. <laughs> Remarkable! Like I talk so much shit on this podcast. Uh-huh. I talk so much shit because the main thing is I want it to be funny mm-hmm. where possible. Right. And like the the brutal honesty, like I have to hide that part of myself. Right. I just I'm like, dude, I'm not talking about. I'll talk a little bit about my feelings. I love my wife. I love my daughter. Um, I hate Eskimos. Uh, <laughs> that type of thing. Like I'll talk about some of my feelings on the show, but like that honesty, I was like, dude, I gotta get an episode with his dog because he's just fucking open book yeah that was kind of what happened was uh i remember you know it was a week or two after i posted that episode um they're under your mixer he's looking for matches um it was about a week or two after that you had listened to it and uh and i remember your message saying dude i just listened to yeah. what happened to donnie i i would love to talk to you yeah i i just i was like dude i gotta anybody that can be this honest about their experience i want to talk to more veterans on this podcast honestly I have uh, reached out to a few like uh, VA, like local. Yeah. Cause honestly, I want to talk to some old timers, and it's kind of like not to be too dark or morbid. It's like you've got these like World War II vets are they're not making any more, yeah, and they're right. getting older. There's not as many every year that goes by. There are fewer and fewer right. World War II vets. I'm like, man, you know, like just I know there's tons of documentation on World War II and the Korean War and these older conflicts, but it's like. I want to take the opportunity to talk to some of these folks while I still have the chance because in 10 years, that might not be an option anymore. Right. You know, greatest generation and they're going to be gone soon. Um, But anyway, like I was saying earlier, I was looking for a match here because we are at a cigar bar. I apologize about the background noise, but it's just what it is. We're recording live at a cigar bar. Um, Suck my dick from the back. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, Part of like the reason that I did that episode at all was just, so firstly, I mean, I've, I've been pretty vocal since 2014 about my PTSD and, and more so about my suicidal problems. Um, I deal with that a lot. And a big thing that I try to, you know, uh, convey to especially other veterans, but anyone in general that is dealing with suicidal problems is that, um, and not to really, really drag the mood down on this podcast. No, dude, I, I actually do want to get serious here for a minute and let's, Let's have that serious conversation. But I, you know, for me, it's like, um, so I got home from my first tour in 2004, and uh, and then I redeployed with my old unit in 2010 and 2011. When did you join up? Did you join up fresh out of high school? or? So I got, so let's see here. I got out of high school in the summer of 2000, summer 2000 is when I got out of high school. So you, you're class of 2000? Yes. Me too. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, So I'm not that much older than you. I'm no, like you're within only, a year. Yeah, yeah, within a year. So. Um, so I got out of high school. Uh, I was working in Circuit City, uh, which was cool. Yeah, <laughs> fucking stealing CDs. My mother was an American Airlines flight attendant. And My uh, buddy Bono is like listening to this right now. You know you too. Yeah, he's throwing off his fucking headphones. He's like, God damn Donnie, the fucking <laughs> cocksucker. So, I don't know if that's how he talks. Or not. Uh, my mom- <laughs> I know he's from like fucking Ireland or some shit. I thought it was, yeah, somewhere in that, somewhere on yeah. the other side of the, the, troubles, of the ocean. The troubles in Ireland. Um, so my mother was an American Airlines flight attendant. Uh, flight 11 was her normal flight. Um, 
So she wasn't on it. She that was day, not though. on it. She Jesus Christ had to take the day off to take my grandfather to the hospital. Her father. Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, I had to take the day off. So, but she knew all the flight crew. She knew some of the passengers because it was one of those normal flights. Like it yeah. was like, hey, you know, they go. were like regular, right? Yep. So she knew some of the passengers. She knew, she knew all of the flight crew, and um, and it was about six months after that happened that I joined the military. Uh, you know, mostly so for you, that reason. Yeah, it was a post nine eleven thing, and yep. it was we're feeling patriotic and let's yep. go fuck shit up. So I joined. <laughs> joined. Like, look, you take out some of our buildings, we're gonna we're gonna have to go level yeah. some fucking yeah, sand dunes. Kill three thousand people. We're gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to turn large swaths of your land into glass. So, so yeah, I joined up and I uh, went to basic training and then came out and went over to uh, Iraq in two thousand four, which was the deadliest year in iraq yeah um deadliest for whom uh the other side or no wait (laughs) wait, wait, no i'm sorry yeah it was definitely deadliest for the other side but it was also our dead like it was it was the year we lost the most for you know out of all the years uh i think i can't remember the exact number actually but we lost a lot that year so Hmm. um and yeah. you knew people, right? I mean, what's that? Yeah, some of the folks in your convoy. I think when you got blown no, up, no, no, no one, uh, no one on my teams. But, no uh, one perished. But yeah, did, no. weren't some folks injured though? At least, right? I was injured. Uh, I was injured the worst out of that truck. Um, yeah, those guys they lost hearing, and you know, lost some hearing and and mm-hmm. had some issues. I don't know what. I mean, but yeah. Anyways, I got home and uh, I dealt with a lot of what I know now is PTSD. But yeah. at the time, I was just like, I didn't know what was going on. I had no so, idea. Um, treatment for PTSD and other like related, um, uh, like, I don't want to say mental disorder, but it's probably in the DSM. Um, so, which is a diagnostic manual for, for yeah. disorders such as PTSD. So that's not part of like, cause I know if you had, I was just kidding everybody about Donnie's legs. He's still got his legs. I do. Um, the I prosthetic, have a mostly working dick. Yeah, no, actually, the the dick transplant you got was actually pretty. I mean, actually, I think you kind of traded up. Definitely, like, traded it's, up. He's got a monster hog now, guys. Yeah. It's, huge. it's huge. I mean, it's it's obviously the darkest part of him. I mean, it's pretty. It's like Wesley Snipes' dick. I mean, but it's blunt like mommy's going to hear this, right? Blunt mommy's probably. <laughs> well, I don't know. Man, brain will hear it, and then he'll text blunt mommy. It's huge. It's fucking huge. It's like a fucking horse's cock. I swear to God, this thing is, it's, <laughs> he is all meat from the waist down. It's disgusting. They gave him like a fucking uh, whale dick. <laughs> it's it's, it's not even human. That's actually called a dork. <laughs> it's not even human. But um, um, so like, I feel like if you lost a leg, part of your return home would be the, the physical therapy, you know, mm. being fitted for a prosthetic, but then going through the physical therapy to adapt to living with a prosthetic leg and walking on it and being the blade runner. And <laughs> I feel like the, the physical side they take care of, but it sounds like talking to you that they don't necessarily build yeah, in no. the therapy for the mental side. Not really. And so you've got a lot of soldiers who come well, home. Well, you also have a lot of soldiers who come home and don't want to talk about it. They don't want, and that was me for a long time. They don't want to talk about it. Why not talk it. about it? Is it, is there a stigma like you're weak? It's definitely you talk a stigma. It? It's not so much a weakness. It's just a, you know, there's a part of that, you know, maybe you won't be able to be in the military anymore, or maybe uh, you won't be able to, okay. uh, you know, go on missions anymore. If you talk, you know, um, so there's that, there's definitely, there's a stigma of like, uh, like, come on, man, just get over it type of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel which that. is my favorite. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, 
Yeah, just get over it. Just come on. Buck up. So I came home and went through a lot of dark times that I didn't understand what was going on. And, uh, and, you know, it probably cost me a divorce, which in the end, I probably made out okay with that. Honestly, I mean, losing my kids was a big thing. You were brutally honest about that, too. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is not only talking about his experience overseas, which in some lights, I mean, that's incredible because people are going to hear that and they're going to admire the fuck out of you for going over there. Uh-huh. Uh, but then for getting blown up and coming back, people are going to be like, holy fucking shit, this dude's like a hero. I'm sitting here in a cigar bar sharing a cigar with like a legitimate American hero. I'm definitely going to let him clap my cheeks later. Like if you don't think I'm going to put out, I'm (laughs) going to put out. This dude's an American hero. But to be like that honest about like the personal troubles that you ran into. Yeah, there were a lot of Dude, that shit connected. That that part, that that was worse than going over the fucking landmine, to be honest. I bet. Because it's more, at least the landmine's kind of the landmine's right? quick. It just, it's over. You know, yeah, it's a boom. You, you wake up and you're like, holy and, shit, okay, yeah. what just happened? But with the kids, it's like the kids, it's the divorce, every, everything. It's ongoing It's the forever. court. It's the lawyers. It's yeah. the, the yeah. I mean, that's that's rough. And then it's, it's your relationship with people that, I mean, there's your, your children. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't know any of, I mean, I had no idea what was going on for the longest time. Um, it wasn't even until, thinking like 2013 at some, yeah, it was 2013. Uh-huh. I was at court you know, with my ex-wife and she's got a lawyer and her lawyer said to the judge, he clearly has some sort of depression going on. Like her lawyer was almost the one that pointed it out Yeah, that there was something wrong. And I mean, I almost cried in court over her just like the fact that I was not as, as, as rock hard as I thought I was, yeah. I was clearly showing something's wrong. And, uh, I dealt with a ton of suicide problems. Yeah. You've mentioned that on the podcast that. too. Yeah. Um, I mean, on a daily, on a multiple time daily basis. And uh, in 2000, September 2014, I, uh, I actually am planning to do like a, another like brutally honest podcast in the nice. future here coming up. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, that's going to touch on this. But in September 2014, I had a really, really bad two weeks where I was finally like, I am either going to kill myself at the end of this month. Mm. Or I need to finally address all of this. Yeah, I need to get the help that I that that is gonna yeah. get me to move on. So I did, and uh, my biggest problem was that I was always saying to myself, "Tomorrow is gonna be better than today. Tomorrow's yeah. gonna be better," and it was almost never better, <laughs> ever. But that sounds like a little bit of hope, though. If you can say, "I think tomorrow, today's sucking. This yeah. sucks right uh-huh. here, right now. This blows." But tomorrow will blow a little bit less. Like, that might be a little Tomorrow cynical. is almost always worse. Yeah. So I started saying, instead, next year is going to be better. I'm going to make sure that next year is better than this year. And in the last six years that I've been doing that, five or six years that I've been doing that, um, next year has always been better. So... So it's been true so far. Yeah. So and it's now been you true have a massively popular podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're sitting at a cigar bar with me. Of yeah. All people. Which is I mean, amazing. You're an American hero, but I mean, clearly, this, you saw everyone's reaction when I walked in the door, it's right? Pretty goddamn. No cool. one fucking looked. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> like I'm no completely anonymous. No one looked up. Everyone's like, "Who's this asshole carrying this giant bag full of fucking microphones?" Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. But um, I, 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 I would say, like, that makes, I think your brutal honesty, the fact that you, you really, like, you're not holding back. You, you're going to tell an audience, like, the dark thoughts you had about 
suicide and that that there was something that was like a real option for you i that's another thing like i i just i don't know if i could ever share that you know what i'm saying like i could tell my wife i could talk to my friends and family like off the mic but i don't know if i could ever do that on the microphone for like strangers to hear because right. like i go to fucking Kyrie and i'm like <laughs> my board on Kyrie is like jason shut the fuck up let the other person talk i'm like how mean would these people like if i actually was considering i mean maybe i should tell these people on Kyrie, like look i'm thinking about ending it all so be nice to me you fucking assholes you don't want to do you want my blood on your hands when i shoot myself and like i'm gonna mention Kyrie and my father you assholes on in my suicide no but whatever. it's actually gonna be on your tombstone right Probably. Kyrie made me do this. No, it's Kyrie.fm slash Party Naked Pod. The conversation continues even after my death. <laughs> keep, keep listening to my podcast. And I'm texting you from the grave. You can still suck my dick from the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, dude, I mean, but that, I think, keeps people listening, coming back. That's what keeps me listening because I'm like, this motherfucker, like, you know, you might talk about something that's not related to you personally. Yeah. Like, um, uh, what was her name? Maureen? Mara, Mara, Mara Murray, Mara Murray. So like the things like that come up. Yeah. But like the personal shit, I think is what draws people in. Right. And um, like I think that's an incredible strength of your podcast. Please allow me to kiss your American hero ass here for a second. That's an incredible strength of your podcast is that you have that personal because look, you know, you're not a celebrity. You don't have celebrity guests. Right. 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 That's okay. I mean, I got invited to to a celebrity podcast. You did. Which was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, how many dicks did you have to suck? Just let me know whose dicks to Just suck. Just yours. I would love... Yeah, well... Yours, <laughs> yours is the celebrity podcast I'm talking about. Well, it's it's quick and it's over fast. So <laughs> just ask my wife. It's over quick. Did you get it done with? Once a year is all it takes. Um, but um, that was... Um, the other thing that I mentioned at the end of that particular episode, what happened to Donnie, was um, that that accepting who I am was also part of the honesty. Like okay, if this is who I'm going to be, then I'm just going to be totally honest. I'm going to be open. I'm going to stop trying to hide this, you know, this facade of, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just a quiet person in the background who's not going to talk about anything. If it's on my mind, it's coming out. Yep. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how yeah. it's supposed to be. Honestly, I think those type of podcasts too are probably more interesting than, I don't listen to a single podcast that does celebrity interviews. Like, I don't listen to a fucking Ellen DeGeneres podcast where she talks to Ryan Reynolds. I don't give a fuck. It's not interesting. I mean, I, I might listen to Ryan Reynolds just because he's my man crush. I don't really, I don't want to listen to Ryan Reynolds as much as I want to smell his fingers. He's married to Blake Lively. Right. I'm pro- I promise you, I would, I don't care what, if he walked out, of, like, he could be plunging a fucking septic tank and he could come up to me, like, smell my finger and be like, oh, I got to okay. do this. Ryan yeah, Reynolds, got I got to. Yeah. All right, it smells He's like shit, but maybe that's Blake Lively's life. poop. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that I don't want to talk to him as much as smell his finger and maybe his penis. Um, <laughs> JK. JK. But I did hear that if you... Do you know who Sam Elliott is, the actor? Uh, Tombstone, right? Uh, he was in Tombstone. He yes. was in Big Lebowski. He was like the narrator in Big Lebowski. Yeah, you know his that. prodigious mustache. Yes. Everyone listening, yes. you know Sam Elliott. If you yeah. don't, Google him. Look at a picture. Yeah. He's got this mustache. If you can rub his mustache, <laughs> you get a wish. It's like a genie in a lamp. You get one wish. If you can just swipe a finger across his mustache, uh-huh. you get a wish. And um, I wished for a massively successful podcast. I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting. 
still waiting. But hey, look. Well, you know, I mean, I got into podcasting for the the girls, the fame, and the money. Yeah, so the, the bitches. It's working and the money. out great. Yeah, it's working out great. But would you say, and on a more serious note, is the podcast like? A form of like being that open, that honest. Is it like a form of like a therapy, therapeutic? Yeah, I'd like say it's you get to definitely a form of therapy. Offload this shit. Yeah. Whatever I mean, you're thinking about. Yeah, whatever it is that I'm thinking. Usually, what I'm doing is I'm walking around, fucking delivering mail, and if I start having one of these conversations in my head, then I'll pull out my cell phone and uh, and take down a note. Make real a quick. note. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I want to talk about this, yeah. and then I'll just wax on that for a little bit on the podcast. Yeah, wax on the wax off. Wax on and wax off. Wax on the wax off. <laughs> one of the first times I ever got in trouble in this podcast that I actually got like people emailing me and shit and being like, "Dude, not cool." Really? I was doing the Asian voice. Really? It was the episode where did I, you reply to those emails and say you can go fuck yourself? I know I didn't. Honestly, like. <laughs> This is me being honest. Like I, with criticism, I do take it to heart. Uh-huh. So like I have a really hard time. If someone said I heard your podcast and I fucking hated it, it was stupid. Like, that's so, I know some people would be like, "Fuck you, I don't care what you think." That's why I, I would honestly be a little. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little. Yeah, the one stars. I guess I don't really look at that. I try not to look at those. But, but when someone like sends me an email, because I do, I throw it out there. Jason.almy at teamalmy.com. You can email me day or night. It goes to my phone. I will read your email within probably minutes. I'll probably read it with excitement. Yeah, and I mean normally like someone I would, emailed yeah. me. Someone <laughs> emailed me. But if they email me to tell me like how bad I am, I'm not funny. I'm like that shit does affect me yeah, honestly. Yeah. So like anybody with tremendous ego and narcissism problems that I have, anytime your interactions with people don't support that delusion that you have about yourself in the world, it does kind of like, it shakes me a little bit. So I, I, I will be honest that like, I'm, I do get a little like the criticism. So when, when homeboy was like, Hey man, like it's not cool that you were doing Asian voices as a white guy, as a Caucasian guy, you're making fun of a marginalized class. Later I found out the guy's married to an Asian lady. I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. she put you up to this. Didn't she? <laughs> She's like, you tell that bastard. He no do Asian voice and no more. Obviously I didn't stop. Uh-huh. You know, I might Obviously, have lost, which is what I love. Might've lost a listener, but I, Maybe. you know what? I don't hate Asian people. Like I said, it's the Eskimos I got a beef with. When and you're it's talking about they, millions of listeners losing one, is not yeah, a problem. I don't want to lose all of China though. There's like a That's 1 true. billion listeners of mine. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to lose a billion Chinese listeners right now. So I love Mugu Gai Pan. A few weeks ago, I did an episode where I read some of Pornhub's year in review. I loved that too. <laughs> and like, when I heard that, I was like, I got to ask Donnie about it. He likes porn more than I, I mean, every guy kind of likes. I watch so much porn. It's like someone bet me I couldn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I want to win. <laughs> You're like, ah, challenge accepted. Motherfucker. If I, I might pull this new dick right my off, fian- but my, guess my, what? My, my girl will make fun of me because I'll have 30 tabs on my fucking computer up and I got spank bang X videos, XNXX, Pornhub, uh, ha- X hamster. I got all of them. You jizz, you porn. All of them are open. Dude, that's solid. That's <laughs> solid. I, uh, See, this computer that we're recording on right now, um, uh-huh. this was given to me by my work. Uh-huh. So this is my porn and drug-free computer. Right. I will do anything on this computer except look at porn and do anything regarding ordering drugs on the internet. Yeah, you're not going to go to uh, the, the dark web. No dark web activity on this on this computer. And no porn, because again, this, this laptop is considerably nicer than my laptop at home. Uh-huh. That is my drug and porn computer. Uh-huh. I only use that compor- computer for drugs and porn. So it, when my wife wakes up and that computer's like out on the, the living room table or whatever, she's like... 
You're beating your dick again, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry, that's, how, that's how my girl is when she comes home and the blinds in the bedroom are closed. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's like, like, I know what you were doing. Like I what? Know. I was taking a nap. She's like, you know, oh, you talk a lot about this suicide, but you really seem to love yourself quite often. Quite often. So uh, maybe that's what kept but, you yeah, going. So, so, yeah, I did that Pornhub year in review thing. And a few days later, someone was like, you know, that was unnecessary. Why'd you even need to do that? I'm like, it's my fucking show. I'll talk about what the fuck I want. That's how I feel about dreadlocks. That's how I feel about dreadlocks. You know, like every time there's some thing in the news about like such and such a celebrity is being accused of cultural appropriation because they're a Caucasian with dreadlocks. I just say, look, it's my fucking hair. Yeah. Like I will do with it as I goddamn well please. Yeah. And if you want to accuse me of cultural appropriation because I have fucking dreadlocks. I don't. Listeners, I don't have dreadlocks. I have long hair. I could dread it out. Very long hair. Your profile picture on Facebook is deceiving. It is because that was in 2016 before I started growing my hair out. Uh-huh. Now my hair is very long. Now, so um, wait, so it's been what coming up on four years since you've been growing your hair out? No, it's been um, November was two years since I've had any sort of haircut. So I'm at like any sort, any kind, not even a trim, not nothing, not even a trim, nothing, no, no dead ends or anything. No like dead that? ends or nothing. I'm keeping my dead ends. Really? My hair is a graveyard of dead ends. So my hair will get to a certain point, like four inches or so, and then just stop growing. Is that because you got blown up in Iraq? I don't know. Maybe. Well, it could be. My hair might be sh- scared to come out further. That's a weird superpower. <laughs> your is. hair won't grow. It is. I have shitty su- superpowers. I have I, really shitty. If I, like, I, I have a superpower that if I have a 50-50 chance of getting something right, I'll get it wrong every time. Yeah. Every if time. I have a 50-50 chance of getting something right, I have a 100% chance of getting it wrong. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I feel like the one thing that throws me off about the superhero, and I mentioned I have every Marvel movie. I love the MCU. I love yes. the Avengers films. Um, Captain America is my dog. Uh-huh. And the reason I love Captain America so much is because he's the opposite of everything that I am. Really? I'm narcissistic. I'm self-involved. I'm that like, I'm a like total, Iron Man. Oh, exactly. I see. I see. I get so it. So I'm, I'm more, I see myself in Iron Man because I'm like, if I was rich, I'd be worse than him. It's a, it's a blessing and a miracle that I'm not like fantastically rich uh-huh. because I fucking, I would be the biggest dick in the world. But I, I see Cap and I'm like, look how selfless he is. And he's always trying to do the right thing. That's who I want to be. Yeah. That's absolutely not who I am. No. Um, but I feel like what throws me off about the superhero films is that they always have like these really awesome, useful superpowers. But I feel like, especially with the mutants, like the X-Men and shit, it's like, why does everybody shoot laser beams or like have claws? Like, why don't you have one lame ass superpower that's like my hair doesn't grow past four inches? Like, that's my super, it's, it's a that's lame ass, but, it, but it's a genetic mutation, right? That's my so genetic mutation. I can't grow random. facial hair. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's actually just Irish. That's, that's probably just the- No, because I'm Irish and I got yeah. a beard. Yeah, well, you do, you, you do, but uh, you get a nice beard too. But I mean, like when you're a teenager and it's like it like doesn't fill in right here with yeah, the mustaches. Yeah, that's that's the worst thing. It is the worst. Whenever I see somebody with that beard and it's like really thick on their neck, but then there's like no hair on their cheeks, uh-huh. and I, they keep the upper lip shaved because obviously they got one whisker right there. Yeah, I'm always like, dude, just shave. Yeah, I know you're trying to grow a beard. It's not happening. It's not working. I want to be high schoolers, but it's not yeah, happening. Just not. Just high schoolers need to shave. Hmm. You need to shave and stimulate that growth. Exactly. And then you can get it. When you're in college, maybe. Yeah, wait until you've had a few more years to marinate in that testosterone that your uh-huh. balls are creating. Then you will one day be a man, my son. But <laughs> in the meantime, don't even try. Please, just don't don't even bother with it. 
Do you ever uh, think, so you have a six-month-old kid. I have an almost six-month-old baby, and I, I want to say to all the listeners, I know on this show I'm flippant, and you can never tell when I'm being serious. I fucking love my kid. I love being a dad. I believe that. Almost as much. Do you ever wonder as about I love 15 being a years male. from now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Do you ever think about like 15 years from now when It's just because like, I can talk to the, the police. I can, get her, I can get pulled over by the police, and I'm like not afraid of getting shot. That's yeah, like, definitely. So um, a lot of people have said, like, I like that people hold doors for me. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice yes. white male privilege yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, people always say thank you. No, I think that's just New England. Like New Hampshire, people are polite. Um, like I feel like folks are. I, I know. I don't think that has anything to do with the demographic up here. But I think it's just like smaller town. Like you're you're more likely to like. I can't be a dick to this guy because it's not a big city. I might see him again. Right. Or he might be like a customer of mine. I always try to be like more conscious of that because I'm from Atlanta. I'm used to telling everybody, fuck you, go kiss my ass, fuck, go fuck yourself. Like if I'm upset uh-huh, with you, uh-huh. cause like I don't have to deal with you ever again in my life. But now I'm like, wait, this is a small town. You're in Dover, New Hampshire. Mm. You might have to deal with this motherfucker like in three days. So be nice, Jason, be nice. And my wife is like, Jason, be nice. <laughs> cause she knows like I'll pop off on a motherfucker. If they piss me off, I'm like, and she's like, no, 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 no. That, listen, Jason, that is my brother. That's your brother-in-law. You're going to see him again in a week. <laughs> be nice. No, I love my brother-in-law. PJ, I love you. Um, but yeah, I, I people do ask me like, "Are you worried your daughter's going to hear the show?" And I'm like, "Not really." Like, honestly, I kind of hope she hears the show one day. Like, I hope because I'm not going to be around forever. I, I mentioned again, I'm a diabetic. I'm a type one diabetic. I have a cardiomyopathy. You only about I, three weeks left. Really. I got a history of cardiomyopathy. And I'm sitting here smoking a cigar. Right. I really hope my wife doesn't listen to that sentence. But um, <laughs> she hates it when I talk about my eventual demise. Look, I hope I live till eighty. I hope the robotic pancreas comes out soon, and I can just kiss this diabetes goodbye. But the fact is, I don't want to live past past fifty. You you know you say that now, but you're my good. age. I don't, dude. I. When I was 20. A ripe age of 50. 50 seems so long ago, but doesn't 50 seem, you're my age, like it so goes 12 fast. years away, 12 years away from 50. Yeah, like, but it goes so 12 fast. 12 more years of this shit. Oh, this is wonderful. We're sitting here, dude, think about this. This is, it's a Saturday afternoon. We're sitting here smoking a cigar, recording a podcast. Like, mm. dude, it, it really, honestly, this is about as good as it gets. What I really worry about is that, uh, is, is that I'm going to get to an age and, and hopefully that, uh, honestly, that, that age, I doubt that I'll die at 50. But that age is probably going to come around 70 or 75 where I'm too old to snowmobile anymore. Oh, you'll uh, have to find something and else And at that love. point, I'm going to be, what, do quilting? Oh, you won't be too old for porn. You'll have like 50 <laughs> tabs of porn still open. You'll, I'll be taking Viagra to watch porn. You'll be watching kids, your grandkids. Eh? Like That's when it gets kind of weird, though, That too, does right? get kind of weird. That's like, weird. That is weird. The weird thing about being older is yeah. like you'll see something, you'll see a movie and some girl will be naked or something like, again, I don't actually, I joke about it a lot, but I really don't watch a lot of porn. But That makes um, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent. I, you, were, you were waiting for that moment, weren't you? <laughs> I feel like I just assisted you. Like you just got like a massive dunk, but like I was like, yeah, I assisted that motherfucker. Like I, I served that motherfucker. Out. Like that was, a, that was excellent work. But um, this is why, honestly, this is why you have the second most popular podcast in New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean, uh, easily, <laughs> easily. Uh, maybe even tied for first at this Well, I point. said at dinner, like, I don't even know how much I actually like porn. It's the nap after. Like, any guy out there has to know that after you bust a nut, yeah. that nap afterwards, it's amazing. Yeah, just, no, nothing really gets rid of the <sighs> self-loathing and disgust. Yeah. Quite just as well as out the there. Yeah. You just empty the balls and then and then just collapse on the pillow. That's why most guys do it before <sighs> bed, right? Yeah, just watch some porn. Isn't that what you do? <laughs> like, no, I take an Ambien and I meditate. I do Zen for 15 minutes and then I have to drink a chamomile tea. I'm like, Pfft. 
Uh-uh. Fuck all that. I'll just spend 20 minutes on Pornhub and be yeah, done with it. Just watch a guy bang two broads and then, I mean. I can't do the two broads thing. In real life or in the porn? Uh, yes. All right. We've gotten to the point in the show where <laughs> I ask you, what is your favorite genre gang or flavor? Gangbangs. Yeah. So you're, you like one chick getting nailed by like. 15, 50, 100. I, I, I like those, not but even not. The, like, the worst part of making that admission is that it's like. The worst part. It's not a gay thing at all. Obviously, I don't Obviously like. Obviously not. I'm not standing around looking at other people's dicks. Yeah. But just one I mean, girl. I blew you earlier, but it's like, not a gay thing. Just 15 guys that are just like so infatuated with one girl that they all have to bang her at the same time. What I do wonder about, though, is that in the like, because there's only so many holes. Yeah. Right. So if there's 10 guys there. That's what grosses me out. What are those other five guys doing on the on the uh, outside the camera? Are they just like that's what I love? Could you imagine just like me and you? Like let's just say it's me, you, and eight other guys, right? Yeah. But then, except we're at the back of the line because we got there last because yeah. we took too long at the wing the wing <laughs> place where we're eating lunch. Yeah. So we're just, we're just both like we're stroking late. our dicks. Oh, God damn, she like, is. Oh already. man, did you catch the Bruins game last night? Yeah. That's crazy. It's, isn't it? Isn't it always some schlubby dude in the back? That's what I love about those. Like, I don't even like those for the sexual aspect. It's like the sociological part where it's like, okay, there's a line of dudes, uh-huh. but dude number twelve is like way back there. He's almost out of focus, and he's kind of fluffing himself a little bit, like half-heartedly. Right. He's not even into it because he's not even near the front of the line. He's not even close. So he's just like, I'll just kind of fucking whatever. But you know, he's bad. He's like got his dick in one hand. He's fluffing himself, but he's uh-huh. like checking his fucking messages on his phone and right. shit. He's like, right. you know, it's gonna be like twenty minutes before I get up there, or whatever. Yeah. But then it's also like. Like she looks like a Krispy Kreme. Like, have you ever been to the Krispy Kreme where they got the donuts going through the yeah, glaze? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she looks like she's run through the glaze machine already. Yeah, and that's the part that grosses me out. That's the bukkake. I don't want to be like the the 18th dude because you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want? Can you take a shower before I do anything to you? Because like, I, I don't want to touch you now. You're covered <laughs> with like eight other dudes. Yeah. I don't know how I, how I would fare in a gangbang situation where a girl's trying to suck my dick, but she's got 19 other guys come on her face. Yeah, it's like dangling off her uh-huh. shit, and it's yeah. like. Like, uh, don't get that in my There is a whole genre of porn for that, where it's like girls that already have been jizzed on and they're getting fucked. I got to say, there's probably not a lot of people out there who think about it like this, but I got a lot of respect for the guys in porn who can work like that. That's a true professional who can walk up to a girl who's already covered in so much goo and be like, you know what? Not only am I still hard, but I'm ready to add. I'm ready to be number 19. I'm, I'm, I'm an actor. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Look, an actor. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I know. Okay. I, I, I know my, my position. Job. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what's like really kind of fucking. I'm a professional. <laughs> so gangbang is your favorite thing. Yeah. That's, okay. yeah, that's pretty much okay. my go-to. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have like, fuck, I probably have a list of 20 top favorite female porn stars. And... For the you most even part, have a list. I don't know this a single name of a porn star. Are you kidding? Um, that baffles me more than anything. Hang on a second. I can probably think of one from the nineties. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be. It's got to be at least twenty years ago. Yeah, that's how old I am, guys. Um, no, I can't think of a single porn star's name right now. And I'm not Reed. just saying that because I think my wife might listen to this. Michelle Marie. No, Fuck, never I mean, heard of that name. Skin Diamond, Amber Rain, Gage. Jennifer White. I, I only know Gage because you mentioned that an hour earlier. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer yeah. White, uh, Nicole Aniston. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. I bet Blunt Mommy could too. Oh, I know a porn star. Blunt Mommy. Blunt Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. Sorry. There's actually. Sorry, man, brain. Sorry. Actually, 
there is a porn star. How do you know about Blunt Mommy anyway? Your podcast. Okay. The, the, the roast from last the roast, year. Yeah. And then I went God. and listened to one of her episodes. Do you heard you heard PJ from Bigger Bots call, call her mouth a vampire snatch? I think I left that in, right? Uh, He's like, God, it looks like a vampire snatch. I actually think uh, my most memorable part of that podcast was your re roast back. I think it was you. I, I can't was remember. At the end, right? Someone said, um, because that guy, like, I, I don't know the whole story if of the guy that shot himself in the face with a shotgun or something like Jody that. Jody B. My homeboy, Jody, Jody B. Jody said... Uh, I love Jody B. Someone said something about Jody showing uh, Amanda that there's more than one way to take a shot in the face. Yes. Awesome yes. line. Uh, that might have been Adam Simmons. That was a really great line. That was great. That was a really, really great one. Although my favorite, and I'm, I'm really only repeating this because I think I'm the funniest motherfucker on the planet, but <laughs> when, I, when I told Adam that his hairline was more tragic than Jody B's jawline, because of course he was yeah. shot in the face, uh-huh. that I thought was pretty, pretty, a pretty stellar, like pretty cruel roast. But yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that yeah. was how I heard of her. Is that how you heard of the Bickerbots? I know you. No, you, Bickerbots actually sent me a. Um, well, you're a veteran. You're like perfect for their network. They have the whole veterans podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know about joining a network at all, and I don't know the benefit of joining a network. Well, we are uh, part of the Outer Circle Podcast Network, which is to say that I'm. The Outer Circle is like the kids' table of the Inner Circle. Okay. So, we're here <laughs> at the kids' table. It's cool. I. Um, we have more fun. No, Bicker Bots, I, I put the call out on one of the Facebook pages saying, hey, if anyone has a, because I wanted to experiment with, yeah. with um, I'm inserting. I'm surprised you heard from them. I, just, yeah. I feel like they're not very active. We used to be in a network with them. Did you know about that? No. Shit Happens When You Party Naked was formerly a part of the NSFW podcast network, which okay. honestly is not the most original. I mean, how many NSFW podcasts are out there? Like, wow, All you're NSFW. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, congratulations. You said fuck on a podcast. Right, right. Oh, my God. You talked about a dick. Like... <laughs> I know that's what I do, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the only guy out here talking about cum and, and shit like that on a podcast in a cup. But we were part of the NSFW. That's how I met Adam Simmons. That's how I met Chris Wetzke of Hashtag No Offense. That's actually how I met Plunge. I brought the Plunge guys into NSFW, mm-hmm. and that was right before we bounced out of there because it just wasn't – they weren't very active. The, the podcasts that were like Vickerbots and yeah. – um, just the tips of memoir yeah. was the they were like the leaders sort of but they weren't doing shit uh-huh. and so we were like we feel like being active they're like obviously they got lives they got kids and stuff like that too families and stuff so and I understand that now having a family of my own it is kind of hard to juggle these responsibilities and stay very active in promoting your podcast online but we just had to bounce out and that's where the inner circle was born about a year ago we just said look we're we are down we want to spit hot fire we want to create a small tight crew of just savage motherfuckers that will say anything to a microphone, the funniest motherfuckers, but also the most active podcasts. So we formed the inner circle, and and I, honestly, Bickerbots hasn't talked to me since then, you know, because they were kind of like fuck you guys, because I don't know. I mean, they 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 saw it as kind of like so we, I, I call them the bitcher bots. To be I uh, so I like their podcast, but they haven't posted an episode in a month. Yeah, uh, that's what we mean. I reached like, out on Twitter a, a couple of days ago saying, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, where's the episodes? What's, did you hear what's back? Happening? Yeah, they tweeted okay. back saying, uh, I guess they're having a mic issue. Like, uh, like they don't have enough mics or they're missing a mic. Fuck it, something like yeah. that. I don't know what it is. Just because I am um, half Jewish. So yeah, well, that's how I roll. I look, I look for a good that's deal. That's how you can grow that great beard. That's, yeah, it's my And junior. that long hair. I'm actually growing the long hair. I'm... I'm glad you mentioned the long hair again. Uh-huh. Um, I started growing long hair because I'm lazy. And I felt <laughs> like 
I'm tired of paying fifteen dollars uh-huh. and then tipping another three. It's twenty right. bucks just to. What does she do? She just runs the clippers right. over my yes. head. It's lame. It's not worth twenty bucks. I hate that too. So I I quit getting a haircut. It was kind of like I just put my foot down, and then my hair got kind of long, and I was like, well, now I'm gonna get a cut, but all this long hair is just gonna get swept up and thrown away. It's not gonna do anyone any good. So I said, if I grow it a little bit longer, I can donate it to a cancer kid. Okay. And I do love kids. I really do love kids. Like I volunteer at a, a diabetic summer camp for yeah. diabetic kids. That's cool. I just, I, I really, I'm not one of those, like, you know, a lot of adults are like, fuck kids. I hate kids. It's like a, a, it's like a very popular hot take these days. Like kids are stupid. I hate kids. I fucking, I love kids. I want to have three more kids at least with my wife. Really? I love fucking children. No, I don't love fucking children. <laughs> that, that came out wrong. That came out wrong. I or did it. Or did it? Um, I know I can't dance or sing, but I'm kind of like the white. No, I'm kind of like the darker Michael Jackson because <laughs> I am darker than he was when he died. Definitely. But um, I want to be able. To, like, I don't want to throw the hair away at this point. Like I really, it's my half Jewish side. I'm like, I don't want to waste right. this hair. So if I grow it a little longer, then when I cut it off, at least it doesn't go on the floor. It's going to go in a bag. Uh-huh. It's going to get sent off to somewhere like locks of love or something. Yeah. They're going to make a nice wig and some cancer kid is going to get a fucking sweet ass wig. Nice. So that is why I'm growing my hair. I will eventually cut That's my cool. hair off. It'll be short again, but a cancer kid is going to get my fucking hair as a wig. And if I get some kind of postcard, like three months later, some kid says, now I can go to school again and feel confident because I have this wig. Thank you so much. When I stop sobbing, <laughs> I'm going to immediately start growing my hair out again right. to do it again. Right. Because like, I just, uh, honestly, like if you can help a cancer kid, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like I'll donate bo- uh, bone marrow right now to some fucking cancer kid. Um, so that's why I, I did the long hair thing. Nice. I try to say that at work a lot because yeah. like, I don't want my, my, all my bosses like kind of conservative and I, right, they're all like, right. you know, buttoned down, like wearing ties and shit. And I've got like, oh fuck, I got my hair pulled back in like some samurai bun. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm growing it for charity. It's for kids. It's yeah. for cancer yeah. kids. Don't fire me. I'm, I'm really a nice guy. Um, I don't like fucking kids. <laughs> I fucking love like, kids. I, I don't love fucking kids. Yeah. Do you see? That's a it's good, very important. That's a, that's a very important distinction. Yeah. It's when you move the words around, it changes yes, the meaning. It really it's does. It's like if you say colored people, that's bad. <laughs> but if you say people of color, I've just better. said the same exact words, yes. but I said people of color. Yeah. No one's offended. If I say colored people, I'm using the exact You've triggered same word. a bunch of white ladies. Now, yes. Now a whole bunch of middle-aged white ladies are really uh-huh, pissed at me because really I said angry. colored people. But the fact is words do, it is important what you say and how you say it. And I fucking love kids. I don't love, love fucking, fucking kids, kids because that's wrong. That's disgusting. In fact, can we, uh, can we hit pause on this? Do you have to tinkle? I do. I have to piss too. I, I understand Joe Rogan now. I don't drink anymore during my podcasts. Like I don't, we, we quit drinking, so I don't drink anymore. So I record them all the way through now, uh-huh. but we can pause right here. Okay. Um, I'm going to text my wife anyway. So Perfect. let's, let's, I'm going to refill my beer. Let's take a quick, uh, quick break. I'm going to text my wife. Okay. I'm going to play a nice little, um, I'll play a promotion for another podcast. Let's there do a little go. advertisement and, um, we'll, we'll pick back up for a few more minutes and, yeah. uh, you know, then we'll. We'll uh, say goodnight to you, motherfuckers. So we'll be right back, cocksuckers. Yeah. Mangoo. Well, they say common sense ain't so common, but I guess you got it because you're listening to me. It's Common Sense PJ on my show. It's Common Sense. Now, this just isn't a podcast. This is the cheat code to life. I got the cheat sheet. I can teach you about everything. 
be successful, get the best woman, be the best you, get the best man if you're a woman. I can teach you everything. We're all learning together anyway, so learn with me. You know what I'm saying? Why would you want to lose? You can't lose if you got common sense. And you got Common Sense President PJ right here. So make sure you listen, you subscribe, you uh, give us a review, and also leave some information for, so we can get a topic from you so you can hear what you want to hear on our next episode. And that just makes sense. It's Common Sense. You're listening to Shit Happens When You Party Naked. We back up. We're back up. We're recording okay. in. We're hot. Um, I can always cut the, the shit, but um, <laughs> I figure if something, if a golden nugget comes forth from your mouth, I want it recorded. Right. Donnie and I are back. Um, our tinkles went really well. Definitely. Donnie, we, I held his. He held mine. Yes, it was good. I, uh, I pee, <laughs> what'd you say? I pee like I have sex? Yes. Yes. Uh, I basically, I get it everywhere. Uh, I go, and, and she's... I got it all over his face. I got it all over, and she was not satisfied. So I, I pee just like I have sex. Um... But the the what we were just saying about the podcast uh-huh. that reminds me of one of the final questions that I did want to ask you was like what's your dream job? You you mentioned that you work Ooh. for the post office now. I'm I'm presuming that's not your dream job. You can say go fuck yourself. The post office is my dream job. My my boss is listening. That's cool. <laughs> it's possible. Um, hey, Donnie's boss. So, growing up, my dream job was to be a police officer. Uh, my father is retired state police in New Hampshire. You did that. I was pl- I was a police officer for five years. Was is that not your dream job anymore? Otherwise, no. you'd still be doing it. Or? Yeah, definitely not. So I was a police officer for five years, and let me ask: before you move on from the police officer thing, were you one of the good ones, or did no, you like to shoot at minorities? Oh, you were. <laughs> no, so, I, didn't, I didn't like to shoot my minorities. But you I didn't was, shoot any black people. I look in. No, that's good. I don't think you. For the record, everyone listening, I know I joke a lot. I don't think you should shoot black people. Thank you. But you should drop nukes on Japanese people. I, yeah, they're responsible <laughs> for, like, tentacle rape of high school girl uh-huh. cartoons. I definitely think you definitely. should. Yeah. Um, so I, I did that for five years, and I look back on it now, and I'm like, man, I wrote some speeding tickets that were unnecessary. I, I, made, some, yeah. I, made, I made some calls that I wish I didn't, yeah. but... Uh, but that's all hindsight, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But so, would you say that this year is hindsight? Huh? If hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> then this year is this hindsight. year is hindsight on all of history. This year is hindsight. Um, Fuck white people. Fuck white people. Goddamn whiteies. I uh, so I made it as a police officer, and I got out of the military during my tenure as a police officer. And then one night, about a year and a half later, I was out yeah. at a bar. And ran into that like, doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> no, nothing, what? nothing like me. It's not the Donnie I know. So I was at a bar. I ran into uh, like five guys that I had been deployed with in 2004, and I hadn't seen them in, in a couple of years. And uh, I started talking to them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're redeploying. We're going back to Iraq." Yeah, and I said, "Did you feel left out in that moment?" I did. You're like, "I, I want to go." It's exactly how I felt, and that's I, a weird feeling. Like two days later, I was on the phone with a recruiter saying, "Hey, can you get?" They were deploying in like four months. I was on the phone with a recruiter from that unit saying, hey, I, I want to get back in and go with them. Yeah. And the recruiter was like, well, we're really close. We're four months away. Yeah. We might not be able to get you in. It's like 50-50. I said, well, I'll take the 50-50 chance. Sign me back up for three years. And, uh, wow. And I'll, and I'll jump in so that I can deploy. And, and they were able to get me on the deployment. 
So that's when you went back over? That's when I went back over. And uh, when I came back, I came back in 2012. And uh, the climate for law enforcement by then had changed so much of like, I mean, we're talking right before Ferguson, Missouri. We're talking, you know, a lot of, you know, people are just so anti-police now. Yeah. So what you were saying is that when you came back to the police, they basically said, we have a quota. You have to shoot <laughs> this one many, black person you per have to year. Kill so many black yeah. people per and year. You're like, wow, I, was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Different. I don't want to shoot yeah. any black people. But like back in my day when I was a police officer, we didn't have to <laughs> we shoot black people. We didn't have, we didn't have a quota. People. You know, like they talk a lot about like speeding ticket quotas, like ticket quotas. You got to raise the revenue for the, yeah, right. the municipality yep. by writing a certain yep. amount of speeding tickets. I had no idea that the cops actually instituted a yep. minimal minority. Lethal force. Yeah, uh, that seems pretty grimy. Yeah. Speeding yeah. T- I don't yeah. blame you. I wouldn't want to get into White that people too. get speeding tickets. Black people get bullets. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> fu- that's, I don't blame you for wanting to quit the force at that point. Yeah, Cause I so. kind of say, listen guys, I don't, I mean, maybe an Eskimo, I'll blast that motherfucker, but there's not enough of that. I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to shoot black people. That's at, bad. At this point, I don't think a dream job is a real thing because at the end of the day, it's still a job. I love that you said that. You know, it's, I you still have I'm, to. I want to look right into your. I want to look so deeply into your eyes. I was going to make a similar point because, uh-huh. like, a lot of people, particularly in podcasting, uh-huh. like they want to make money doing this. Right. People start a podcast and three weeks later they're like, "How do I monetize?" Right. I'm like, you know, there's yes. a million other motherfuckers trying to I, do the same thing as you, and chances are pretty fucking good you're not going to make a dime. Yeah. If you're lucky, you might make a couple of hundred bucks, and like you said, if that you're pays lucky. for hosting, that buys yeah. you an upgraded mic. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you are lucky, you'll make a little bit of dough along the way. But honestly, like the problem with the dream job, it's like, be careful it's what you wish for a job. You exactly. still you're putting the, the podcast. I mean, both of us are running a podcast and it's essentially, you know, we're not, I'm not making any money off my podcast, but I'm still, it's like working a part-time job. Uh, oh, it's you know, like working a second full-time job. If you ask my wife, I think it was a podcast movement posted on Twitter yeah. a few weeks ago saying like, yeah. uh, you know, what would you tell a new podcaster? Yeah. And I said, it takes way more than an hour to provide you with an hour of content. Yeah. It takes a lot, you know, there's a lot of pre and post show that goes into it. Yeah. Well, and there's the whole marketing side. I mean, you record an hour long podcast. In this case, we've actually been going about an hour and a half. Um, Jesus. So my, my wife is going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> she's like, why don't you keep your podcasts to an hour? I'm like, well, you know, sometimes conversation flows organically and yes. you don't ever want to, you want to get to an organic, sorry, Katie, you want to get to an organic <laughs> stopping point. You don't want to cut things off just because you hit an hour. Right. That's like the TV shows that I mentioned earlier. Like they're, they have to stop at an hour. Yeah. A podcast can flow till its natural end. And then you reach the end and you, you feel like, okay, that's good. Um, and not like, oh, we got to get to the next break. And we got to, you know, there's like that showbiz aspect of, of stuff that makes money. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I don't ever try to give new podcasters advice. Like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I don't know no. what I'm doing week to week. I'm I don't know. still a new podcaster. Yeah. I don't, and I, I, I certainly don't feel successful enough that I can dispense advice to people. Right. And I don't even know what someone else's goal is. Mm-hmm. So, like, how can I give someone advice if I've got no idea what they're trying to accomplish right. versus what I'm trying to accomplish? But, um, the dream job thing, right? I mean, like everything is a job. I think you may, you may have that perspective because you worked your dream job. If your dream job was to be a cop, yeah. you work your dream job, and then you're looking around and you're looking at Ferguson and you're looking at 
uh, you know, you're looking at unarmed black people getting shot in the back, at, and you're just like, oh, holy shit, this is not the way it was supposed to be. Right. Like, I'm supposed to be serving my community. I'm supposed to be helping keep things safe. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be shooting people who are unarmed. You roll them over, and it's like, wow, he doesn't have anything. Let's sprinkle some crack on him and get out of here. Like, Dave Chappelle <laughs> used to say, it's like, you just do, you don't want to... Eventually, the job, like, you get... You feel like, wow, this is an amazing job. But then a year later, like every day, like every time I've gone to a new job and started working, I'm like, this place is awesome. I yeah. love it. And then fast forward a year and a half, and you're like, yeah, not fuck the same. you, fuck you, fuck my boss, fuck this place, fuck, you know? I asked my father once um, if, you know, because I had been single for about a year. And uh, I asked my father once if being a police officer helped him, like, get pussy, basically. And he goes... And he goes, oh yeah, showing that badge was a pussy magnet. He would pussy just magnet. he'd go to he'd go to bars, and the badge would be on his belt, and fucking everyone would. I was like, it's not like that anymore. Because no, no. I went to a bar one night. Like the fifties must have been nice, old man. I went to a bar one night with my brother, and yeah. uh, and my brother was like, come on, let's go talk to these girls. So we walk up, and he says, uh, and he, my brother thought the same thing, saying that I was a police yeah. officer would be yeah. like automatic in right yeah, yeah yeah so we're talking to these girls and as soon as he said yeah this is my brother he's a police officer shut down they yeah. turned and walked away the drunk girls like yeah uh-huh. fuck you you gave me a dui last uh, weekend I, you know, my brother, I was like what did we learn <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn <laughs> i look anybody asks i'm not a police officer i'm unemployed uh-huh i, I would tell people i was a firefighter <laughs> oh no shit yeah people still love <laughs> that's what i would do i'd tell them i was a firefighter 9 11 they're like holy fuck you yep. were yeah, I'm a firefighter. Hell yeah. I also heard uh, another friend of mine that was a police officer said that he uh, he would tell people that he was a trash trash person. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> Yeah, lady, I'm a trash man. They're because like, mm, they okay. make so much money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how well that works. I think <laughs> I'd rather say that I'm a, I'm a CEO or a fucking... Yeah. I mean, if you're going to lie, make it a good lie. Maxim Magazine, when I was in Iraq, I remember they... The, I remember Maxim. The back of one of their magazines. What mags- happened to Maxim? I don't know. Maxim and FHM. My my roommate in college had a subscription to Maxim, and it was for the girls. It's because he liked oh, yeah. looking at the girls. The but girls. I'm like, yeah, it was just like Playboy. But, 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 why, but why? They weren't naked. Like, yeah, if you no, want to look weren't. at a magazine full of naked girls, get a subscription to Hustler. Yes. Like, Hustler. at least they can look Hustler at their pussies. It has to be Hustler because... You know, a vagina without yeah. a dick is like a tree falling I in do, the forest. Like, why do you want... But seriously, like, why do you want to pay... 30 bucks a year, 36 bucks, 40 bucks a year for this subscription. And it's just a bunch of girls in bikinis. Like, what the fuck are you even, like, how horned up yeah, are you? Right, like, yeah. I didn't respect that. Like, okay, tell me you read the articles or yeah, something. Don't yeah. tell me you get Maxim for the girls as PG-13. Yes, I would hope not. Yeah, that, that was, uh, never struck me as a smart thing. But Whatever. there was a back of one of those magazines that was, the picture was upside down. So the binding of the magazine was on the left, right? So, yeah. So that you'd, so that you'd, put this on a bar table and mm-hmm. it was and the whole cover was like shopping for private jets ah. it was like 20 yeah. you know 2004's top five personal jets and like uh you know what to do when you're a ceo and you have nothing else to do and can shit you like imagine that. like my of course my buddy had a subscription to this when we we're in college we were making I mean, Jesus, you know, he, he worked part-time at Bed Bath & Beyond or some shit. I mean, he was probably making $500 a month part-time yeah, right, while he right. was in school. Like, you're going to invite girls over to your shitty apartment. Your, your dirty socks are in the corner when she comes in. <laughs> and on the table is, ma- is Maxim. Oh, I bet you're shopping for 
private jet yeah. with your fucking socks in the corner, and you got you got three cans of Natty Ice in the fridge. Like, Their whole thing was to put it on a bar top, like yeah. we're at right now. You know, put yeah. it, you know, sit down at a bar. I'd rather put my six hundred dollar mixer down. At least that, I'm like, actually, yeah, look, yeah. I got a fucking yeah. We're dealing ass. with what two, three that grand worth of a, equipment that right shit now. Has a touch screen. Don't say that too loud. I mean, <laughs> I know this place is filled with white people, but somebody's gonna jack me on the way out. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. <sighs> yeah. It's getting a little racial in this podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. Bobby, I love you. I'm so sorry, Bobby. I love you. Bobby is uh, Adam Simmons' co-host, and he is a black man. Uh-huh. And I love Bobby. Bobby. What podcast is that? It is hashtag Salmon PC. I don't Sam, think I've heard of that Salmon PC. Salmon PC. Simmon. Simmon PC. It's the Simmons and More podcast. I'm fucking around because my wife can never. I'm like, hit me with the hashtag Sam PC, and she's like, what? It's the fucking <laughs> most ridiculous thing. I, she, I think she does it on purpose because she knows it's funny. It's like her Samuel Jackson impression. I feel like she hasn't been on the podcast very much lately. It's been. This will be the second consecutive episode that she didn't join me, and it's really because we have a kid now. Uh, I figured just, as much. I think I said that to Katie on the way here. Yeah, it's the dynamic of having a kid. So honestly, she it's had like the author, not so, not the porn star. The author, not the porn. star. Crystal Storms. Crystal Storm. That was the name of a porn star, isn't it? Yes. Which, totally porn star name. That's what I said. I'm like, tell me. Crystal Storm. The first thing that blew my mind was I was like, Crystal Storm. There's no way it says (laughs) that on your your birth certificate, right? She's like, no, it does. I'm like, wait, your real name is Crystal Storm? That's not a fake name? It's a stripper's real name. I was like, that's a stripper's fuck name. She's like, funny story. There is a stripper named Crystal Storm. I was invited to be on a podcast because the guys thought I was that stripper. And she's on a podcast like, hey, I'm an author. I'm also a lesbian. And I'm, I'm black. And, and, and they're like, wait, I thought you were like a big titted white girl with blonde hair. Yeah, I looked her up and, and she's I was like, less than impressed. Yeah, yeah. Crystal Storm, the author, is much hotter than Crystal Storm, the porn star. Really? I think, yeah. you know, Crystal Storm, the author, I actually, like, I met her kind of recently. I did her podcast. And after her podcast, like, just an hour, I was like, dude, I'm like a fan of Crystal Storm. I ordered her books. Like she wrote, she's written two books. She's working on our third one now, and it's a science fiction series. Okay. And I ordered, I ordered custom. She's doing like a custom run. She's republishing the first two books. She's doing a custom run of hardbound, the first two. Yeah. And I was like, I want them hardbound. She's gonna write a note in them and sign them and shit. I was like, I'm getting the hard copy ones because I'm a fan. She's Crystal Storm is awesome. I, I've made too many racial jokes on this podcast already for Crystal. <laughs> I, I love you, Crystal. And Bobby, I do. That was a good pod. That was a good episode. I do, I do like Crystal because she's solid people. She's yeah. good, solid people. She needs to move to New Hampshire. She and her yes. girlfriend are like taking a go. tour. That yeah, would cover two minorities. That Honestly, that would cut. Yes, exactly. You get three, the technically. You get the black female yes. lesbian. Yes. Three minorities. We need you. We would like <laughs> New Hampshire would like to draft you, Crystal Storm. Yes, please. I told her, I was like, come move up here. You you already know a few people. We'll introduce you to some other nice people. You'll meet the whole crew. I've got no clue. Florida, I believe. I was gonna say you gotta be somewhere south. Yeah, it's I think she lives in Florida. But I was like, drive up to New Hampshire. Even if you don't live here, I'll take you out for a fucking lobster roll. We'll I'll show yep. you around. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see Crystal Storm in person one day when she when she tours New Hampshire, but uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, she was a she was a pretty cool, pretty cool guest, and and I think that's probably the thing that I've enjoyed. I mean, everybody wants something different po- from podcasting. Some people want to make a, a boatload of money. For me, it's just the therapy of just yeah. unloading. I don't turn sponsors down, although I have thought about it. <laughs> I have thought about like I've thought about like, do I need a sponsor? I don't need a sponsor. Like, yeah, I guess it's it's like a couple. It's a little bit of dough. I'll buy I'll buy a new mixing board or something. But I, I mean. Part of me is like, I don't want to advertise. I don't want to do that. I tried. I had a uh, Strikeforce Energy yeah. for a hot minute. 
Word. Um, you reach out to Spunk Lube because you seem like they get with all the porn. I was actually like thinking about leading out, uh, reaching out to Pornhub. Yeah, just okay. just Pornhub in general. See I'm, not sure us, I'm not sure they need us, but I'm not sure they need us. I I don't know. Maybe just let me throw your logo on the bottom yeah. corner of my. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe we can reach an agreement where if I post my videos to your page that they don't end up in mail in, in gay. Dude, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I I don't mind. I want more gay listeners. <laughs> I want more gay listeners. I love the gays. I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna go on record and saying I love the gays. Uh, I have no I issues with the gays. I just don't I want gays. when I post my my solo male uh, podcast on Pornhub. I just I would prefer it to land in uh in the regular section. Yeah, I feel you. you. Know, I, I wanted to you. land in the regular straight section where the majority of people going to Pornhub are landing. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. But there's a lot of gays, too. Like, I, I've got a, a couple of friends, Christine and I. Uh, we have some gay friends, of uh-huh. course. I mean, we're, we're... As do I. Yeah, we got gay friends. And they're on a gay cruise right now as we record this. And uh, they're on a gay cruise with, like, a million other dudes. Like, I would not mind having a million gay dudes listening to this episode. That would be all. awesome. That would be great. Yeah. So more gays. This is a gay-friendly. Shit happens when you party naked. Guess what? Yeah. That is a gay-friendly yeah. podcast. I would say my show is just about all friendly, minus maybe like anyone anti-gun is probably not going to like yeah. my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's Unless okay. you want some education on yeah. guns. If you're if you're anti-gun or related to me, you probably won't listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I heard that's you mention another, that. A few yes, times. that's yeah. another one. Yeah, that's another one it, it, that I would tell new podcasters: your yeah. friends and family don't give a fuck about your little radio show. I know. I I, I got two <laughs> younger brothers. I'm uh-huh. the oldest of three. I've got two younger brothers. I told you one of my younger brothers is the head brewer at Orpheus. Mm -hmm. So my mom likes beer, and she's super proud of Cameron because he's a head brewer now. He's doing what he loves. He's not making a ton of money in it, but he he loves what he does. I respect that. He's able to make a living and put a roof over his head doing basically what amounts to his dream job. But... um, my other brother, he makes, he works in a wood shop. He makes these like custom wooden. I should show you a picture of some of the the stuff he's built. It's fucking incredible, the wooden sh- shit he built. So I go home for Christmas, and my parents are like, "Look at what my brother brewed, and look at what your brother, <laughs> look at this table he made." I'm like, "I sold out a comedy club," and my parents are like, Psh, "Whatever, whatever." They don't give a fuck because I say the f word. Yeah, I don't care. Like you don't. Do you really want? I mean, I want my audience to be larger than my family. I want strangers to listen. Like I think that's the cool thing. When, when I so I obviously have a Facebook like page. Yeah, that was the coolest for me when I realized how many people yeah. are on that like page that I'm yeah. not friends with. Yeah, every time you get somebody else like the page, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck. Yeah. Did I go to high school with you? Maybe right. I don't know. I don't remember everyone I went to high school with, but maybe I know you. Maybe I met you. But you, when you get other people who are strangers, it's like. If I had a podcast and my mom listened to it and my dad listened to it and my brothers, I'd be happy if they listened. I mean, I would love if one of my brothers said, hey, I heard your most recent episode. It was pretty fucking cool. Or or like, hey, I heard the podcast that you did live at the comedy club. That was awesome. I would appreciate that, honestly. I've told you earlier, I'm kind of sensitive and I do take criticism. And So like when someone gives me a compliment too, like that actually does like, oh, that's really nice. Like, thank you. But honestly, like if it was just my family listen to this like i don't know if i would really be motivated to keep doing right, it right. because That's true yeah like i you do want to reach people who aren't just like part of your little circle you one know? of the coolest things that has happened to me in the last year of podcasting was i'm working downtown as a mailman downtown portsmouth i thought you were going to say you were sitting in federal <laughs> cigar with with jason and shit happens to everybody okay i said in the past okay. year not today okay all right so before today all before right. today okay. um <laughs> 
one of the coolest things that happened was I'm working downtown and this guy walks up to me and he goes, you're hey. fucking Donnie Gates. He goes, hey, sign my Donnie, tits. right? And I go, yeah. yeah. I, have no, awesome. I did not recognize him yeah. at all. He shakes my hand. He goes, hey, man, I love the podcast. That's I was awesome. Like, I was like, wow, that, that's crazy. And he goes, my name's Joe. And I had actually just read his iTunes review, which was a five-star review. It was one of the best reviews I've gotten. It, it was he was so complimentary yeah. in the review and so i knew who he was yeah. as soon as i as soon as he introduced himself yeah. it was the coolest thing in the world and then i found him on facebook and we have no mutual friends yeah. so somehow he organically found me on you know podcast and yeah. and he listens and it's so cool that, that was a- one of the coolest things to know like okay yeah. i'm not just preaching oh. to my friends and family or, or just putting this out there and no one hears yeah, it right, at all. Yeah. Like, I just put this out there. You'll work hours on, you know, you'll you'll spend the two hours recording, but then you'll spend the time editing and uploading and then promoting. Right. And it's like, I, you know, I don't, you don't get a notification every time someone plays your podcast. Right, so, right. you know, you'll be wondering, like, I don't, unless someone tells me, hey, that was a good episode and I liked it. Like, did I do something right? Should right. I do that again? Yes. Should I do, I mean, but. That's the word. That was one of the worst things was that I was looking at my downloads like six months ago. I'm yeah. looking at my downloads. And I'm looking at like, okay, which which episode's gotten the most downloads? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so what did I do in that episode that was right? What can I replicate? And I tried to replicate it, and I'm like, that's not working. The one, I know I said earlier, like, I don't feel like I should dispense advice necessarily, but the one piece of advice I would give someone is don't even look at your downloads. Don't, don't do no. it. Because I I did not, the whole first year I was podcasting, I didn't look at my downloads. Really? I never once I'm looked. I'm so obsessed with them. I, a lot of people do. A lot of podcasters obsessed with them. And the reason I don't is because I knew, I know myself, like I will be honest about like my own personal weaknesses. And I know myself, no matter what that number is, if it was five downloads, if it was 5,000 downloads, I would not be happy. When I saw the number, okay. I knew that there was no number that would make me happy. Like maybe five million would make me happy. I don't know. Like some crazy number. That's how Jess is. Jess is like, I tell Jess, I'm like, I want to get a thousand downloads a month or an episode. And she's like, I want a million. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you want as many as you can. I know. Oh, well, she's from meeting Jess that one day. It's like, wow, she really, she's ambitious, but that's, that's a beautiful ambition is a beautiful thing. It's what pushes people to do more, work harder, be better. And that is honestly something that I've only met just once, but the one time I did, I was impressed by that sense of ambition that she has because that's that's somebody who wants big things and that's that's the only way you can accomplish that but on the other hand I just knew that if I looked at the number even if it was a number that was impressive like especially my first year I had no idea what to expect like is 500 good is a thousand good is 100 good I didn't know. I didn't know what an average podcast or what an independent podcast could expect. Right. And so I just knew that whatever I looked at, if I saw the number, it was not going to make me happy. And I was like, you know what? I don't want, I want to do this and I want to be happy doing this. I don't want something to discourage me along the way. Yeah. So I didn't look at my numbers for an entire year. I still, I don't look at my numbers unless a sponsor says I need your numbers uh-huh. because I want to know how much to pay you or I want to know if you're even worth jumping on board with. So I will only look at my numbers when I need to report those out to somebody to try to get uh, an advertisement. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to look at the numbers for this episode. Have you ever had an, not, a, a sponsor ask you about your following on social media? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, so, so sponsors. I, I, I was surprised because I reached out to one to one place, yeah. a, a headphone place that I I like their headphones. So yeah. I, I was like, hey, you know, they do like a affiliate program, and I asked them, and they went mm-hmm. to my Instagram and looked at my Instagram, and they're yeah. like, you don't have enough followers. Yeah, that's very common because the affiliates and, and with the affiliates, I don't understand. I mean, the the affiliate thing is huge in podcasting because they're not going to pay you for just saying their name. Right. They're going to give you a discount code. You're going to promote the discount code on your podcast and then you're going to get a commission. Yeah. So I don't understand why more affiliates don't affiliate with small podcasts because there's, it's like no skin off their ass. Right. They don't have to pay Donnie unless you generate a sale. So they're only ever going to pay you if you make them money. Right. So I don't understand that part of like why some affiliates are like me when they turned me down. Yeah. Just because of my Instagram following. Yeah, but that's not uncommon. So um, there are a lot of people who were like, I need to boost my Instagram. And that gets back to what I was saying about how much work can go into the marketing side of this. Yeah. Because if you're really, really hungry for money, you know, well, I got to boost the download. So I got to promote every episode really hard. But then I also want to boost my my followings. So I want to have a million followers on every, on every social media and blah, blah, blah. I got kind of caught up in that my first year too because it's like I wanted to impress potential sponsors, potential guests. If yep. you wanted to get a big guest, a guest doesn't want to come on if you got 300 Twitter right, followers. So right. they want to see a big, but honestly, like that took away from the creative aspect of this. Like I want this to be a fucking creative outlet for me. Like this is supposed to satisfy me first and my creative right. impulses. And that was another reason why I wasn't going to look at my downloads. I'm not going to do it because all it's going to do is make me feel like, well, I should be getting more. And then I start looking at it like a business thing. How can I get more? And how can I replicate? I need to do, but that's why I was saying like a dream job becomes a job like this. Honestly, the worst thing that could happen to a lot of folks is if someone started paying me to podcast. Well, now when it's a job, now it's a job. Like when I do have a sponsor, they're like, okay, I want to be on your next four episodes, but I want all four episodes to come out bing, bang, boom. So it's like, now I have to put out an episode this week. Well, you know, I mean, shit happens when you party naked is not a weekly podcast. Right. This is a lot of production. Adulting with Donnie is like, I try to do it Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Um, You know, tonight I might try to do a podcast after Uh, this show. I might. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, sometimes it's very, it's not the only gunshot guys. I mean, that show is every Monday at eight o'clock. Yeah. Is when we record. Yeah. And every night I post it on on Monday night. So, I mean, that's got a pretty good schedule, but, but for my show, it's like, look, I'm going to do this. If I have time on Wednesday night, I might do it. If I, if I'm looking forward into the weekend saying, especially if I'm going snowmobiling, I'm like, I'm not going to do a fucking podcast on Saturday night when I'm trying to snowmobile. Yeah. So I'll record a show on Wednesday night when I'm trying to white people shit. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Crystal storm. If you move up here, you don't have to snowmobile. I think you should come snowmobiling with me. You should try it. It's a lot of fun, but I want to see crystal. I so both I'll of you. I'll come. I'll come. Both of you. I love snowmobiling. I have a two up. You can sit on the back of mine. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I can wrap my arms around you. Yes, exactly. I can like lay my head in, on your In manly. a not gay way, unlike before we started this podcast. Look, just because I have an erection while I'm riding behind you on the snowmobile does not make it gay. Just I asked you if you could it. give me a ride over to Federal. I was like, I hope he's not riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that would have been gay as fuck. Yeah. But we would have done it because this is a gay friendly podcast. So I'm cool with that. would have made it. Yeah, I would have made it. You so, look like a rice rice rocket kind of guy. I'm a fucking I'm a Harley dude. You see these really? motorcycle boots? I did see the boots when yeah. we first walked into the to the cigar bar. That shows everybody. I'm from the south, y'all. I got boots on. Definitely. I am the gay wizard cowboy. <laughs> and the cowboy boots. 
So um, this has been wonderful. I, I dude, feel, this has been so awesome, dude. We we definitely need to do this again. Absolutely. That's, that's the one thing I was saying about like this being a job. Th- this being like a job is the minute you start. I got to get celebrities and I got to get guests that have a certain following. Like I sort of fell into that a little bit too. Like I wanted a guest based on how many followers they had because I could get exposure. Right. But honestly, like after doing a few of those, and a being a slave to their schedule, yeah. and then b they're not that interesting people to talk to because mm-hmm. they're worried about like their optics. They they want to appear a certain way. They can't be real with you. They're going to talk to you for half hour and it's all self-promotion. Right. I thought, you know what? I would rather have a real conversation with somebody that's interesting. Like Donnie. Thank you. You haven't made a fucking movie, but like this conversation has been better than some of the people I've talked to that have like national followings that are on TV or whatever. I'm like, this person's cool and all, but they weren't that. They were like a little sheepish once I started saying, like, fucking cock and balls and shit. They're like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. like, I just decided that, like, I want to enjoy this. Right. So, like, I would much rather spend time talking to somebody and have, like, a real conversation that's actually fucking interesting and funny. Yeah. So, like, to me, I'd much rather have podcasts with, like, my boys, people that I know that I have a good rapport with and get along with because that translates into the recording. Like yeah. when people are laughing and enjoying themselves, like you want to listen to that. You're like, fuck yeah, this is cool. And that's what I learned listening to other podcasts and other podcasters. So um, anyway, audience who's listening, thank you for making it this far into Shit Happens When You Party Naked. I'm sorry, it's getting a little loud in here. The cigar Definitely, bar is starting yeah. to pop off. To it a is a loud. Saturday at the cigar bar, so I apologize about the background noise, but um, hopefully the noise gate uh, on this new mixing board took care of enough of that, that it's not like totally distracting. Um, but we're recording live at a fucking cigar bar, so that's just what it is. And um, this went really well, so this is probably going to happen again, y'all. Get used I to the background so. noise. This is going to happen again. My wife is going to hate it, but I'm, we're going to have to come back here and do this again. because Absolutely. Was, this was stimulating, and this is why I got into this shit. This is awesome. This was this was really cool for me, anyways. This was awesome. This was fucking, fucking amazing. Um, we are, I know I joked about Outer Circle. We are a member of the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Shit Happens When You Party Naked is the premier, the number one podcast of the Inner Circle Podcast Network. But we got some other losers you should listen to when you're not listening to this because it's not a weekly podcast. So go listen to Sam PC. That's Simmons and More Podcast. Go listen to Hashtag No Offense, HTN Nos. Go listen to The Plunge Podcast, The Hood Diner, Failing Hollywood, any pod that's another hot New England podcast, Joe B., What's good? I love all my people. Go listen to Adulting with Donnie and go listen to Gun Shop, guys. These are fucking hot podcasts. Don't miss this shit. Uh, This is an Inner Circle production. Uh, Federal Cigar in Dover, New Hampshire, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I want to thank you guys for hosting us today. Um, Donnie. Jason. Let's do this fucking again sometime, buddy. We have to. I'm thinking maybe, you know, when that baby's like two or three years old Ah. and things calm down, then then we can maybe talk about doing doing a more... A more permanent, yeah. uh, you know, maybe once a month. Yeah, we don't we even start have a to whole new podcast. <laughs> Honey, plug your ears. Honey, we'll pl- we'll call it uh, "Shit Happens When You Get Adulting." When, when <laughs> shit happens when you adult naked, <laughs> you go to jail for that. Don't look into a kid's butthole like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Peace, motherfuckers. Low voice. I was in the crib when my balls dropped. Earthquake when they hit, bro. They split rocks. You know, a vagina without a dick is like a tree falling in the forest.
Baby, what's your name? I'm about to head to my house, you should do the same I know you like the way I rap, how I spit game Got you coming back like I'm crack cocaine